This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? I do, I, do, I do a lot of reading, though. Like I said, I'm at the bookstore a lot, and I read a lot of nonfiction books. I almost never read fiction. Favorite subject is religion. So I guess you could say I read nonfiction books about fictional books. So uh, <laughs> I was at the bookstore the other day. They have a book in there called Christianity for Dummies. And I was like, oh, the irony. Uh, I got a friend who's a big Christian, and he always comes to my house, and he'll like look through my bookshelf, and he comes across that I have Richard Dawkins, The God Delusion. He goes, Richard Dawkins? That guy's an idiot. That guy's a moron. Like, no, that guy's an evolutionary biologist. He's a, like a professor, a, an author. He's a, you know, hardly a moron. You may not agree with him, but he's not an idiot. Because he's got nothing to say, man. He's got no new arguments. Like, really? I think he makes a hundred good points in his book. I'd love to hear you refute one of them. Just one. Pick the easiest one. Pick the one that when you read through it, you said to yourself, this is garbage. I'm going to smash this. Give me your rebuttal. Go. My friend goes, well, I haven't read the book. <laughs> like, go figure. A Christian who's got fervent beliefs about a book he's never actually read. <laughs> Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, December 5th. This is episode 184. I am, as always, your fat ginger guy, Mr. Dan Ellis. Ellis. (laughs) (laughs) And I have my two co-hosts both in the studio this week. (laughs) We're alive. Yay. Ryan's here. What have you been doing for the past, shit, it's been what? Fuck, three weeks? Three weeks since Mm -hmm. you've been in here. Fucking camping. We, uh, I went glamping. It wasn't really glamping. So we didn't have running water. <laughs> oh no. That shit. It was just a yurt uh-huh. with electricity. And <laughs> <laughs> a yurt with Wi-Fi, electricity. Didn't have, didn't, no Wi-Fi, no cell phone signals, none of that. Yeah. It just had an electric heater. It had like the solar panels out there to power electric heater and, and a ceiling. I right didn't even know that it. they had yurts down there. That's... They've only got two in uh, Goblin Valley. Oh Yeah. How did so, you find it? Or I just hear looked about up. It? I looked up online for Moab uh, places out near Moab that have yurts, and yeah. I found the one. Like in Goblin you looked Valley. specifically for a yurt. Yeah, not like a cabin or a tent or anything else. You you wanted a yurt yeah. specifically. Yeah, I like yurts. <laughs> They're pretty <laughs> badass. And uh, well, Sarah had never stayed in a yurt, so I'm like, let's go get a yurt. Then I looked it up, and they're so popular. I looked it up for it, and like <laughs> most jumped. most Sarahs have never stayed in a yurt. <laughs> oh, there's some that have. <laughs> but I looked, I looked up for it in July, uh-huh. hoping to get like end of summer. In uh-huh. the November one was the earliest I could reserve. Wait, it. you looked in July, hoping to get the end of summer. Yeah, like August sometime. Oh, okay. That's still that's. That seems like you that uh, you it seems very fortunate that if there are only two yurts in Goblin Valley. Well, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that until I looked them up. Then I'm like, holy shit, these things get booked out like mm-hmm. way in advance. Yeah. And since I don't have the uh, uh, the truck anymore, 
I usually just go camping wherever the fuck I want. Yeah. Just go on BLM land and go drive off, but I can't take the car just driving in, through the fucking desert because... Tis true, yeah. It wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, let's get a yurt. And that way I, you do have to pack less. I don't have to pack a tent. don't have to pack as much uh, stuff. No air mattress or nice amenities. Do they have cots in there or what? Yeah, they have like a bunk bed type thing oh, in yeah. there and like a futon and table, dinner table and stuff. So. Glamping. Okay. <laughs> I went glamping. <laughs> <laughs> then uh <laughs> you guys went hiking i saw a bunch of yeah cool yeah went hiking took, went yeah. uh we went all the way into moab and went to uh uh arches national park and went around there uh then yeah then the hodos the big rock pieces that are hodors in, i think they're called hodos hodors okay hodors <laughs> uh uh or the 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 rock goblin things that the park is named after I have That's no idea cool what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I figured that. <laughs> yeah. Do you not watch Game of Thrones? Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, I don't watch it either, but I still know what he's I talking about. I feel like about. I'm missing the entire fucking world because everybody's in on the fucking Game of Thrones bullshit. <laughs> it was just all over the internet, so I know what it means. Uh, and then last weekend we shot a short film. Yeah. Then I was editing it with uh, Fever, but it still came out good editing it like with a fever like you're just feverishly working on it <laughs> oh no like i was editing and i'm like shit's starting to spin uh. oh my god this is like i feel like i'm really high but i'm not high <laughs> and i was like i went and took my temperature i was like oh and i am kind of high i am running a fever <laughs> and i put some ice cubes on my head and they melted and i'm like huh and then I started shaking and I was I'm sorry, like, but you would oh. be a terrible fucking scientist. <laughs> <laughs> the human body is not, is ninety seven degrees. I put, I put some yeah, ice cubes on I my was, head and they melted, so clearly there's a problem. Well they melted faster than they should. Like I didn't even feel like I couldn't even tell I had put an ice pack on my forehead. Uh-huh. Like I couldn't even feel it. Oh really? Like I had in my mind I'm like I could feel the the water running down, hmm. but I couldn't feel the cold ice. Oh wow. So I was like, that's not- What was your temperature? I was at right around 100.2 when I took it. Hmm. And 100.4 is when you're supposed to go see a doctor. Yeah. I I don't ever really, like, I'm always colder than- But that was the thing. I was, I was wrapped up in blankets. I had a sweater on. I had a, a hat on. And I was sitting there on my couch, like, shaking. I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking freezing. And I took my temperature. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, whenever I take my temperature normally, it's always below- yeah, I'm usually, like, my normal was sitting right at, like, 96 instead of that 97.8. Yeah, or I was 98.7 is the, yeah, isn't that? 98, 6, yeah. yeah. I usually sit, like, high 96, but then again, I don't have, like, a scientific thermometer. Yeah. All I know is when I would normally take it, I'd be sitting high 96 to low 97s, and then it was at 100.2. I'm like, ooh, that's a big jump. Yeah, like, if my temperature gets to... Like ninety nine, then I'm then I know I'm sick because I don't like like I said my temperature's always low. Yeah. So if it if it gets anywhere above like even normal, then I know. Oh yeah, I must be really sick because I don't ordinarily have any kind of temperature at yeah. all. But then I I finally kicked that, so I'm feeling better. I feel yeah. alive. Well, good. And uh, yeah. And the mustache is still. Oh yeah. Still keeping it going strong. <laughs> did you did you check your mustache for fever? 
I did. Yeah. It was it was covered in snot. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't doing good either. <laughs> That's something you have to pay attention to when you're sick and have facial hair. Yeah, shit gets stuck in it. Uh huh. <laughs> Wait, why is shit stuck in it? Uh, you should have seen that fart. He's the urban cowboy. He's been looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many so many walls to bounce off in a yurt. Yeah. Well, you don't really bounce because it's circular. It's like a fishbowl. All right. Okay. No. That's why they make. How many so, nights did you stay in the yurt? Oh, uh, just two nights. Yeah. Were you only down there for two nights or just? Uh, just the three days, two nights. Yeah. Hmm. Well, something, it sounds fun. Something quick to get what out. Is, what does a yurt run down there? A uh, hundred bucks a night. That's not bad at all. I mean, it's better than it's like some of those actual glamping places where you get the, uh, they do like those teepees where they have TVs and shit in there and the big king size beds. Dude, those things go for like six, seven hundred bucks a night. Jesus. Hmm. I would stay in a yurt instead. Yeah. I like the yurts, especially if your yurts are more for if you bring a big group of people. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Because entertainment wise, you can sit there and play games and fuck off. And So it was just the, how big was the yurt? Uh, I think they were 12 foot uh, radius on them. Hmm. So you could, you could have slept many more people in there. Yeah. Because we had the bunk bed. So it had a big bed on the bottom, then a small like twin bed up top. Then it also had a futon in there you could fold out into another bed. Hmm. A little family glamping. Yeah. With no family. <laughs> Flampling. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Flamping. But you're, you're, you still sound a little bit sick. Mm-hmm. I'm probably just a little nasally because I've been coughing so much the last week that like my throat was just fucked up. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like when I tell, talking to Tracy, I'm like, I was coughing so hard. I think I pulled a muscle in my chest. Oh, yeah. Because like my upper abdomen fucking hurt. Like every time I coughed, I, had, like, I was putting pressure on it. Or else it felt like someone was stabbing me in the chest. Dude, my ex-wife uh, has asthma. Mm-hmm. And she got so sick one time, she fucking cracked a rib Ooh. coughing. Oh, man. Yeah. It was... But, I mean, she would crack a rib doing just about anything yeah, else, say, too. Like, just drink more milk. <laughs> Jeez. Well, and she, she was very accident-prone, whatever. But, yeah, I... I she was coughing a whole lot. Yeah. And yeah. Cracked a rib doing it. I'm like, that takes some special talent, man. Yeah. The worst part about coughing so much is not being able to sleep. Yeah. Wake up every hour with like a dry throat, just coughing like crazy and trying to drink water. And a couple of nights I just slept on my couch so I could sit upright a little bit. Yeah. Because I felt like when I was laying down, all of a sudden my, like the phlegm would make its way into the bottom of my throat and I'd wake up just spewing shit up mm, yeah we had so well during thanksgiving we had tracy's family stay with us uh and we ordered indian food one night and after they left tracy and i had indian food leftovers and it was kind of late and i have the gerd <laughs> the gastroesophageal reflux disorder or disease or whatever and so i'd eaten indian food pretty late one night and then was laying in bed, and I rolled over and just Ermacard instantly Ermacard <laughs> had a mouthful of fucking stomach acid and Indian food, uh, and yum. and then I don't know if you guys have ever had it, but you know when you then when you go to breathe in, the acid fumes travel into your lungs and you burn, burn your lungs, uh, and then it then you start coughing and inhaling deeper and burning more, and it's, it's just it's like a this fucked up cycle. Yeah, and it's fucking awful like it's nightmarish you you think uh, how the fuck am i gonna stop this thing and yeah so i rolled out of bed ran into the bedroom and i'm chomping on tums and coughing and spitting shit out and 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's awful. I I you know maintain my I take Prilosec or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Omeprazole every day to try mm-hmm. to manage that. But yeah, when it when it happens, it's fucking really terrible. Yeah, and you want to keep that under control, or else you keep getting that acid floating up into your esophagus, and your esophagus lining rots mm-hmm. away, and you got to go have a major surgery. Yeah, and then you get, get removed. Then you get Barrett's disease, yeah. and yeah, I I've been scoped a couple times. They were concerned about it the last time I went in, but it was it was okie dokie. That's so. Good. But yeah, it it fucking sucks, man. It sounds like it sucks. It's really fucking. I when I uh, let's see, I went to Cincinnati for work one one year, like five years ago and it was just me and some co-workers and i forgot to take my omeprazole mm. like with me there oh, and man. you know we're we're drinking drinking yeah. and having food late into the evening whatever and i went back to my hotel room and the same thing woke up in the middle of the night with that and it was fucking really bad and like i it made me vomit and i'm coughing and you know, it's burning so bad. My eyes are watering mm. and I leave my hotel room, go down to the front desk and I'm like, do you have like Tums or fucking Rolaids or anything? And they're like, ah, uh, this is like three in the morning. <laughs> the guy's like, ah, uh, there might be something in the vending machine. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have any change? I don't have any change. He's like, I don't know. There's a pharmacy down the road and I just fucking storm out of the lobby. Like I think I'm dying, you know, start wandering the streets of Cincinnati at three in the morning and fucking. Never found the pharmacy, just ended up being approached by some guy trying to scam me out of money. It was just this, this whole awful night. But I've had a few times with like just the normal kind of burp up, you know, stuff. And man, that stuff is nasty, man. Like just oh, yeah. a teeny yeah. little bit in your throat. And it's just like, you can almost hear it sizzling, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I can't even I've, imagine having a fucking mouthful of that shit. I've, I've rolled over in the night before and just the process of rolling over. And like sloshes like, it. Yeah, sloshed it yeah. up into my mouth and then into my sinuses oh, through my oh mouth. Gosh. So then it's coming out of my nose. And that and I just you, there's n- and there's no fucking escaping it. Like you can't get away from it and trying to drink water and milk and any just anything to shove your head in a bucket of water. Yeah. And there's <laughs> yeah, it was it's awful. Yeah. What you been doing, Matthew? I had a pretty busy week or two. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much I wanted to say about it. Yeah. I mean, so Danielle had the baby, but uh, there were a few little surprises, um, but, you know, it took about a week or so to get through, but uh, we're on the upside of that. So things, yeah. are, things yeah. are pretty good. Is- uh, and... My Patriots are just steamrolling people now. <laughs> their defense is back. Does that mean they're cheating again? Yes. Oh, okay. They they seem See, to that, be playing pretty well. The, I know, and it's it's got to be so hard for people like Ryan who like other teams that <laughs> don't get the consistency of play out of out of their team and have to resort to name calling and and well, I just like I like name calling. I think I've seen three games this season. Yeah. yeah, so so that's what they call a fair weather fan. No, Tra- it just traditionally, means I don't have TV at my house when your quarterback goes down and you stop watching. <laughs> well, if they played the games here when I'm, I'm at work, kidding. I would watch them. I'm just kidding. I don't got TV at home. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Denver 
Oak, uh, Denver, Oakland, and uh, Buffalo. All three went down to New England this in the last three weeks since I spoke to you last. Denver also went down to the Raiders. Yes. Yes. Denver stinks. Right yeah. Now. I heard they made their quarterback cry. What? Who, which, which one? <laughs> uh, was, is it, was it Peyton? Okay, no, so. he's not played for Denver. Who's the big quarterback that he just benched? I'm trying to think of his name. Simeon? No. Trevor Simeon? I'm thinking Os- of the wrong team. Brock Osweiler or uh, Paxson? Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong Lynch. team then. I thought it was one of the Manning bro- brothers. Oh, no yeah, benched. that's with the Giants. Oh, yeah, it's he, Giants. He oh, did yeah. get benched, actually. I heard he cried. Probably. Oh, Manning, the, the the younger Manning. Yeah, when he got benched, cried. He cried when he got benched. <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter because then they fucking fired the coach the next yeah. few days. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because they made him cry. Because <laughs> Well, the thing that sucks for Eli is he just doesn't, he he's never known how bad he actually is until now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> He's always had really good well, players on his team to prop him up. That was the thing. Like, Yeah. Because he didn't really only defenses. get, he did, they didn't just bench him. They benched him and made him be the the warm up guy to the backup quarterback, the new backup quarterback. Mm. Like he went to like number three on the roster. Ooh, like he didn't just bump down to number two. He went to number three. Yeah, Archie's he, gonna be so disappointed in me. He's <laughs> he's not he's not great. Yeah, yeah. I think he got by on his family name for quite a while. I yeah. mean, he, clearly he has some talent, but he's nowhere near Peyton's success or level of achievement yeah and he doesn't have the players around quite the players around him that peyton had his whole career yeah either yeah you know i mean he's got he's eli has a possibly hall of fame receiver now if he keeps going uh but peyton had hall of fame receivers at least one or two his entire career pretty much and and running backs yeah so yeah except in denver when he had the best defense in the league and then they got fucking kilt in the Super Bowl by Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was. I I have to admit that I really enjoyed that, particularly probably because my brother-in-law is a huge Denver fan, mm-hmm. and he loves to talk shit. Like I don't like. I like sports. I like the Raiders. I like to see them win if and when they do. But I don't like. I don't rub people's nose in it, but he's yeah. the kind of guy like where every single play, if his team does well, it's yeah, fuck you, your team yeah. fucking sucks, you fucking pussy, fuck you. That's yeah. like, Sending the dude, I'm messages. not even playing. Like, I don't fucking care, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, but yeah, he's just that kind of guy who will do that all the time. And then when his team loses, it's fuck you. I want to fucking hear a fucking word out of anybody's fucking mouth. It's fucking bullshit. My team, eh, fucking refs are bad, and that was too like he's just super competitive. But it's weird because he's not even fucking playing the game, right? Like yeah, I, yeah. I never understood that kind it, of shit. It, it, the the game means nothing to the way his life is going to yeah. play out. Yeah, it, it's just one of those guys who like lives vicariously through his sports team and i'm like that's not at all me dude like you can talk shit against my team if you want but i don't really give a shit but then when your team does bad and i say one little thing he loses his fucking mind yeah that that year that they went to the super bowl and and tanked he was over here at the house watching it and he ended up leaving like <laughs> like halfway through yeah. the third quarter. He's like, they're losing because I'm watching it at Dan's house oh, yeah. and he fucking hates the Broncos. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, does this mean that you can never watch football at my house again? Because if that's what that means, I should have watched a, a game with Denver losing so much earlier yeah. than this point in time. Well, and not only that, but Dan also hates the Patriots and they can't lose right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
you know, did you guys see Gronk this weekend though? No. What a uh, fucking asshole, right? No, what do you do? I just watched at Netflix all weekend at work. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like Gronk, but like as a player, but like, I'm not dogmatic about, about that. Well, may, you, maybe you guys would be better at being able to tell that, tell me if I am or not about them, but I, <laughs> I try not to be, but he, he, you know, so there was a corner covering him and Gronk's six six two sixty roughly. And the corner's 5'10", 195. So it's tough. It's tough to keep up. So, yeah. so he's holding a lot and not getting called, which kind of happens because, you know. You got to do what you can. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know, the refs don't call it too because it's, you know, he's so much bigger. They kind of take pity on these small guys. You know, that kind of <laughs> bullshit. Well, and I, I, I'm sure that or not, they don't see the ball all. isn't thrown to him every single time either. Right. So. Well, this time it was. Yeah. But then there was a little, like, kind of push off at the end, both of them, and Gronk kind of went upfield a little ways. And then the corner sort of jumped back and picked the ball off and ended up on his back and then just kind of rolled over to the sideline onto his stomach. And I think it was Amendola that touched him down. Mm -hmm. And seriously, like two, three seconds later, Gronk comes roaring into the screen and just fucking body slams into the guy, throwing his his braced arm, forearm into the back of the guy's helmet. Now the fucking guy's in concussion protocol. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's a dick move. Yeah, fucking. That's a dick move. Yeah. That's a fuck you for picking my my, my throw off. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah. So he said, you know, he was frustrated and he apologized and whatever. Whatever. Yeah, but that's not what you do when you're frustrated. Yeah, I know. Sorry, like, I put you into yeah. the hospital and potentially cause some serious traumatic brain injury. Right. Right. Yeah. And it just seemed it just seemed like there's enough intent there with him throwing the arm that's protected and coming yeah. in so late and then saying, Oh, well, I was frustrated. Okay, so you were thinking about this how long before? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I hope they suspend him as long as that other guy has to miss games. Yeah. Oh yeah. At Easily least. at yeah. least. Yeah. At a minimum. Yeah. They'll find him pretty big too. So I uh, hope so. Well, anyway. we got a we got a fun interview up for you. We spoke yeah. with Ian Harris earlier and had a whole lot of fun. So we're gonna play that for you now and then we'll be back on the other side with some more news and other fuckery shit to talk about, man. Yeah. This is Matt Dillahoney, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Trump was endorsed by Putin, North Korea, and two grand wizards of the KKK. David Duke was the first. David Duke endorsed him, and he didn't denounce it. He accepted that endorsement. Is that crazy? He accepted the endorsement of a grand wizard, and I thought to myself, maybe Trump, he's kind of dumb, maybe he doesn't know what a grand wizard is. Maybe he was back in his office like, wait a second, you're telling me we got a fucking wizard in our corner? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. No, no, they're going to help us get the nerd vote. They love those wizards. They love them. Which one is it? Is it Gandalf? Is it Gandalf? That's great. As long as it's the white one, I'm okay with it. Uh, these wizards love me. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. 
To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right. On the line, we have Mr. Ian Harris. How are you, sir? Doing all right. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing fan- pretty well. Fantastic. No major complaints, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. Ryan and I are both at the tail end of having a head cold, but other than that, I think we're all right. Still breathing. Good. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm close to, I'm about, I'm ready to, uh, I think I've been dying for the last two months, so I'm going to go into the doctor on Thursday and find out exactly which way I'm dying. <laughs> but I might be. <laughs> yeah, if, if you go to the doctor and he tells you you're, how you're dying, then you're just going to die. If you don't know how you're dying or know what's going on, you're, you're doing just fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's funny. That, that is true. Like, it's, have you ever noticed that people, they've, they've got whatever disease they have, and then they're totally fine, and then they find out about it, and then they're dead two months later. Yeah. Like, what, just knowing about it is apparently what kills you. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> you didn't know you are going to die of cancer until you went to the doctor and said, hey, you got cancer, next day you're dead. Yeah, it's it's crazy that actually it seems like it seems like that. It's like, hey, he had cancer for three years. Then what happened? He found out about it and died. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Months later, <laughs> never tell people they have cancer. They'll live forever. <laughs> so we we got you on the show tonight because we wanted to talk about some exciting news in your life. Do you want to you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, I'm getting married. No kidding. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah, my, uh, I got my new comedy special coming out um, December 12th, and then it'll be out for uh, forever at that point. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been like a, a long, long road trying to get this second comedy special out, and it's finally airing on um, on all the VOD channels like like Amazon and iTunes and Google Play and all of that sort of stuff. So, dude, that's yeah, awesome. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's very exciting shit. So this is your this is a. Uh, is this the second one that you've that you've had released widely, or or is this the first time that it's gone to the video on demand stuff? No, this is the second one. Um, the first one was called Critical and Thinking, and that was released in 2014. But this one was actually done for Netflix. But um, I had I had a, a verbal. Netflix does different types of things. They do originals and they and they do acquisitions. And I had directed a couple a couple of things that had gone to Netflix and I had a relationship with a guy who was running the comedy department and he really liked my first special and he really liked the stuff that he bought for me that I had directed. And he said, uh, Oh, you should do another special for yourself. And, um, you know, we were just talking about different people you know, doing specials for, and I, and I said, yeah, I've got a new hour and he goes, cool. Shoot it. And, uh, I can't say until I see it, but you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We'll, uh, we'll pick it up. And, uh, so I shot it, put all my own money into it, did everything on my own because, you know, they weren't, they weren't going to give, they weren't going to, I'm not a celebrity. They're not going to give me a million dollars to shoot my <laughs> own, but I mean, I mean to shoot uh, an original, but shoot your own and we'll, 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 we'll buy it from you, you know, we'll license it. And, uh, so I did that. And then when I got it to him, he's like, oh, I no longer work in that department. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I had to go to the new people who were comedy ex- executives from former other comedy, um, things, the other comedy, uh, like a festival and another network. So they were comedy insiders with their own people, their own little thing going on. 
So it hmm. took me almost nine months to get them to even look at it oh. um, with agents and managers. And when I finally got them to look at it, they said, oh, we're no longer buying content. We're only doing a review. Oh, <laughs> nice. And this is after you spent your own money on this. Yeah, because I had, because I had no, not a guarantee, nothing was in writing, but I had to pretty much like, yeah, just do it and get it to us. You'll be cool. Oh. It was like, it was a pretty much a, yeah, you're good. We're already in. Hmm. And then I think there's a little bit of, we're not honoring the guy who used to be here because we don't, because he's him and we're us. I think there's a little bit of that going <laughs> yeah, on where it's yeah. like, yeah, you were associated with the other guy and the other guy's not here now. So, um, and I know the new people, or at least I know one of the new people and they're cool. Uh, we, we get along fine. And, and I was there, she was very, very complimentary about, about my, uh, about it and said, you know, it was one in her 20 years at the other network that I won't mention, uh, she said it was one of the best performance she's ever seen. She said to my material, even the stuff that had been touched on, she felt that I elevated it to a different level. And I'm like, oh, well, then that means you're going to pick it up. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to give you all these great compliments so that when we eventually let you down, it's not going to be quite as bad. Yeah. So, so that, so that we can give, uh, so that we can give whoever Louis CK, uh, (laughs) especially. That's the only thing that's driving me crazy is it's like, that's fine. But then, then meanwhile, you're rushing every, every person you can to get as many spe- and it's like you know even george carlin couldn't come up with a new special every three months a new hour no material that i mean it's just like does bill burr really need eight specials in 2017 does, <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't yeah. think so but it's like you know do i need to see jerry do we need to pay jerry seinfeld 30 million dollars yeah. to watch his old material that that he's already made 30 million off of originally (laughs) yeah it's it's just you know so for me there's a little bit of obviously a little bitterness there yeah Um, yeah. well i mean they any bridges but for the future but it's just like you know it's done and it's finished and it's here and i had a deal honor it you know what i mean like it kind of kind of it's a tad bit annoying because vod you know uh going to amazon and all that's cool but let's be let's be honest it's not the same as having a Netflix special where no one has to pay, pay for it. And millions and millions of people are just going to see it pop up on their feed instantly. Right. And I don't have yeah. to market to get people to go there. It's, it's quite a big difference, but you know, sure. it is what it is. Well, you know, I mean, everything happens for the reason. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the first special. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, the last one actually did pretty well. And I did a similar thing. I went through a distributor that went to, you know, all the VODs and cable and Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's really good. And Amazon's starting to, starting to, you know, people are, are, everyone seems to be having now, having all these other, um, VOD things that even three years ago they didn't have. Not that many people I knew had Amazon Prime three years ago or, yeah. or Google Play that they could get on their Roku or on their, or on their fire stick or whatever, you know, it was like you were either an Apple person and you had iTunes <laughs> or you had Netflix and that yeah. was kind of it, you know? So, um, so it's cool. It's a lot of opportunity. So the first one was called critical and thinking. And what is this one called again? Uh, extraordinary. Extraordinary. Okay. What it's spelled is extraordinary, but it's also spelled extraordinary. It's kind of a play on, on the word. I guess. <laughs> yeah. We like that. We're, I mean, we're the godless revolution. So, Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, but in, in, any sort of stupid pun, I'm I'm happy with. If we can do any pun or play on words or, well, what's the French word when you mash two words together? I always forget what that's called. Portmanteau. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's, 
my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And it, it helps with marketing too. Cause you know, no, nobody's going to accidentally look for the godless revolution or come up with that name, you know, somewhere else on their own usually. So, uh, right. it kind of gives us, yeah. Um, do you do mostly just atheist material? I mean, I, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen your newer special, but. Um, the new one is definitely, I definitely made it a little bit more mainstream. Okay. Just, just for the fact that, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that it was, uh, that it was marketable to, um, you know, to, to a, a wider audience. Right. My, my first one, I'm really, really stoked on the first special I did. It, there's, it's, it's 71 minutes and it's like 45 minutes of atheism and the other, you know, uh, whatever that is, what, what 15 and 15. And 20. <laughs> we math. It's not math jokes. Uh, the, <laughs> the other 26 minutes are, are making fun of other beliefs like astrology and Bigfoot and ghosts and, and all that kind of religiosity. Right. So it's pretty much 71 minutes of just going after what people believe that's not supported by science. And, and that one, like, if you look at the reviews, it's, it's almost across the board, 50, 50, either five stars or one star it's like people are like wow this guy's really smart and great comedy i really enjoy what it is or it's like this guy should be killed right like, right he made fun of my god the one the funny one though is that is that a couple of the really negative comments because i read i read i do the thing you're not supposed to do which is read all your all your uh <laughs> i read the, and and the ones that cracked me up my wife and I, my wife was reading them to me the other day because we were trying to figure something out and she like she went on on amazon accidentally and she goes Hey, look at this review of your thing. What the heck? And she started reading them. Like, stop reading them. You got to stop reading those. <laughs> but, but people were like so, saying stuff like, "Oh, it's so easy. Oh, low hanging fruit." And I'm like, dude, I just did 71 minutes breaking down people's beliefs in comedy. I didn't do 71 minutes of relationship and airplane humor. Like, how are you going to say that what I did was easy? <laughs> or, yeah. Or somebody said, "Oh, the, the jokes were obvious," and I'm like. I don't, then why didn't you, you do it funny yeah exactly well you can say i'm not funny but to say that my jokes are are obvious is a big stretch but it's like i feel that those are probably the people that were really offended by what i said um yeah which is and i'm okay with that i i mean i mean i i didn't get that impression that you know that they were the obvious but the the interesting thing about that is if they're i mean maybe they're atheists that are like well i mean doubtful but it's possible. But I mean, if they're religious people that are saying, oh, that's low hanging fruit. Well, then what the fuck are you believing that stupid thing for? That's like, you know, so low hanging fruit, whatever. So easy, so obvious that you could pick it apart. And, yeah, so easily mocked. Right. Uh, that it's that it's so obviously nonsense. What what, what do you do and believe in that? Yeah. And, and, then my other, and then the other reaction I have to it is, okay, or you're an atheist, skeptic, free thinker, whatever, in which case. Why are you out here trying to tear somebody down who's trying to bring something to the mainstream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should be helping me promote this. Absolutely, idiot. yeah. You know, it, that's the thing. And there were a few of those I saw. Like, you know, there's a, a couple things where obviously people were, um, you know, but then again, we're dealing with, you know, if it's people like me, we're dealing with people who who obviously are, you know, um, you get you get a lot of people who are, I don't want to mm. say uh, trolls, themselves, but definitely. Or, or who think they're very smart. Uh, mm. So so there's probably a lot of people who well, I thought I had that exact same thought 30 times in my life. Uh, and it's like, well, it's easy. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, well, you didn't run in, on into an act and, you know, make it funny and, and film it. So shut up. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, there's a lot of that where there's like, you know, there's atheists and people going, oh, this is this is a typical debate for any convention I've been to or something. You know what I mean? Man. 
Yeah, well, I, I get those comments quite a bit in, you know, just shit that I'll post online somewhere or or something that I've done that, you know, mocks religion or whatever. And oftentimes I'll have somebody who at least claims that they're an atheist who will say, well, I can't believe that you would do this. And, you know, you're not making this any easier for those of us who are, you know, trying to be able to communicate with all of our religious family members and friends and whatever. Okay, well, they're not my fucking audience, buddy. That That's not who I'm talking to. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and, and it's, um, it, it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's really weird too to me that like, and if that's the case, you know, so be it. Like, I mean, does this really, I don't know. I, I just, I feel that, that it's not only is it, is that not even an issue? It's, you know, for me, it's like I'm doing atheist comedy or, or skeptical comedy. It's like, you know, it's first off comedy subjective. And second of all, I'm, I'm going to piss off the people that, that I, that that don't like what I do, mm-hmm. like anything, and I'm gonna, and the people who like what I do are gonna in, hopefully enjoy it. And if they think that it's you know it's too easy because it's things they, they they think of on their own, then I, I guess so be it uh, there too. It's like you know what I mean. I just it's mm-hmm. it's subjective. It's it's you know stand up. It's not like it's um you know it, it's it isn't science. That's yeah. the difference. I guess yeah. you know. Well, I mean, it but does yeah. it does fill a niche though. In I mean, I mean. I mean you know, like, I don't know what, how 90 some odd percent of comics are probably atheists, but, but they're not doing material on that for the most part. Um, you know, Bill Burr gets into it a little bit. I mean, Mike Kaplan and some, some of those guys will do some, they'll have like maybe little bits that they'll put into a, a longer set or something that are, uh, atheist related. But I, you know, the amount of material that you have on it is pretty unique, I think. And, and it, you know, I, if if other athe- I mean some atheists are just so fucking insufferable too like you know it's a, just shut the fuck up you know but but I mean th- yeah, I think it's a human trait you know because religious people are just as bad but um yeah Wait, I mean they shouldn't be scolding you they should be inviting you on their podcast <laughs> well yeah and thank you um oh, yeah. so it's and it's funny because uh um have we also have this thing in the in the atheist community that um you know for the most part, most, for the most part, atheists are, are fairly liberal, which means, as you've probably noticed, it, the, the community, if you want to call it, or the movement or whatever it is, has become so splintered because everybody thinks atheism is whatever else they believe atheism is. So that could be whatever other politics you have. Like, it, it mean, you know, it, you may think I'm an atheist and I'm also a feminist. So therefore, atheism is feminism, or I'm an atheist mm. and I'm also a men's rights activist. Okay, therefore, atheism is men's rights activism, or, yeah. or, or whatever your other pet thing is. Mm-hmm. And and then what happens is we start splintering. It's like when you find out that there's another atheist that's part of your group that doesn't think exactly like you across the board on everything, we attack them and go after them like like crazy, first of all. And then the other thing is we have this, like, th- there's definitely a lot of, of political correctness within this. So it, sometimes it's actually hard to do comedy for for atheists. I wouldn't say so much skeptics because skeptics are, I feel like, a little people identify as skeptics are, are a little bit more open minded. Mm. Um, and I think people who are who are atheists, there are people who are atheists that got to atheism a different way, other than skepticism. Um, and then there are atheists who who got to atheism via skepticism. But I, I find that the only problem is, you know, sometimes I'll say something and people are like want to critique. 
oh, it was really funny, but I have to take exception because you use this one word and that word is no longer a word we use. Uh, and I'm like, yes, maybe in civil society, I'm a comedian. So fuck off. You know what I mean? Like I, I, <laughs> I, if I want to say that word, I want to say the word. Maybe I said it for impact or maybe I don't have hangups about words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll, I'll do a joke and, um, and sometimes you slip up and say stupid stuff and then you, you know, and you're live and you, and you, you, you use a word that, or, or you say something that maybe you didn't exactly mean, you know? Right. And it's like, what, what do you do? Um, you know, my first special, I, 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 I won't repeat the words. So I don't get more flack, but I, <laughs> I, I, I said, I said a word. And first off, it was taped in 2012, so it was you know a while ago. But it, it was meant to be a joke, and it was a um, obviously it was meant to be a joke. But but I had re- revamped this joke so many times, and when I said it, I just naturally said the way I first wrote the joke, which had a word that I probably wouldn't use anymore. <laughs> right. Um, and a guy, one of the reviews was was this guy's great. Um, well, I'll say what I what I said was something about the apocalypse. And I, and I said something was, um, I was talking about Josh Groban being one of the signs of the apocalypse. And, <laughs> and then I said, I said something and I called him, I called it faggy music, which again, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that nowadays. Yeah. I just said, blah, 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 blah. And because he plays faggy music and yada, yada, whatever. I'm not remotely homophobic and, and nothing sure. like that. I, I, but I had a guy who gave me one star on Amazon because he said, I loved everything about it. But he said the word faggy, so fuck off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And they gave me one star. I was like, really? Yeah. You loved everything about it. But because I, I, I used a word that wasn't even, it just came out accidentally from probably years of saying that as a kid or something. You know what I mean? It just, and again, it's not like part of my views or anything yeah, like that. It was just something I said off the cuff. And it was just like, ugh. So I mean, we have, I have to deal with that sometimes in our community. Yeah, you can go back and look at all the great comedians from the 60s and 70s. They said a lot of shit then that if they said it nowadays, they would be castrated for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was just, I was going to say, I think, I think there's a, a thing happening there that, like, uh, you know, I don't know what your views are politically. I think maybe a, you're a tea party guy or something, right? Or yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Nice. <laughs> I love getting a yes. And on stuff like that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, we're, you know, most atheists and we we're included. Uh, the three of us here are, are usually pretty left because that tends to be the way reality goes. And I think <laughs> part of the problem, part of a problem with uh, left, leaning politics is that people have this, there's this great te- temptation to become offended for other people. And and I think yeah. that seems like some of the stuff that com- you know, comedians deal with that probably more than anybody else in our society, I would think. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I think the other thing too, is that not only do yeah getting offended for other people, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like I, I wrote a, I, I wrote a thing for, uh, I think it was a skeptical inquirer, skeptical briefs, um, on their blog. Um, that Ben Radford would ha- was having people do that he would he would post a, a an article and then he would have different people give their conflicting or agreeing views on it and one of them was being offended, um, being offended uh, by proxy, being offended mm-hmm. for somebody, and um, he asked me to write on it because I'm a being a comedian. He asked uh, Celestia Ward to, to do a cartoon about it because she's a, a cartoonist. So it's like you know, what do, what are your thoughts on people being offended by? you know, by proxy, by, <laughs> and, and it's, it's very strange as a comic because it's, it's like a hack premise to, to actually have to point out, uh, um, 
when so, when a crowd groans at a at a joke, and the people that the joke like it's a racial joke, um, and and the crowd will go ooh, and I've heard conservatively, let's say eight hundred and ninety seven thousand comics say, hey, look, the black people in the room aren't aren't groaning; they're laughing. Look to the black people. See, it's okay to laugh, white people, and, and that's <laughs> That's like a standard thing to have to point to the white people and say, look, the people who I made just made this joke about are laughing because they think it's they know it's true. And and it's it's hilarious how we still have have to do that. I remember I was in Seattle and I there were literally two black couples and I and I did a joke about um, this is a couple years ago. So it was right at the peak of of cops going crazy and just mm. shooting black people for driving a car. Um or whatever, every single thing that was going on. And I, and I, I did a joke about, you know, it's more of a political statement than a joke. It was kind of funny, but it was, it was, I feel sorry for young black kids who want to be police officers because, you know, and I did this whole setup where it was, I could do the whole joke, but it's, oh, you, you know, imagine you're, you finally get that ride along and there you are, you know, to you, it's the greatest day of your life. You know, you get to be on a ride along with a cop to the cops. You're just another, you know, a uh, teenage black, black kid in the back of their patrol car. What could possibly go wrong? You know? <laughs> and, and then I did, you know, did a little joke where the kid's like, hey, what's that? Boom. And they shoot him and they're like, hey, sorry. Uh, we followed protocol. He was moving forward and wearing a hoodie. We, you know, <laughs> and, and, and they're like, that was a kid on a, on a ride along. You call it a ride along? Call it a clever ambush. That's how it <laughs> works, you know? And, um, and the, and like the, oh, the black <laughs> fell out of their chair laughing and the rest of the crowd, like, like freaked out. And I'm like, do you not see the only four black people in the room are, are, are laughing there hysterically and clapping. And like one dude stood up and started like individual standing ovation. And, yeah, <laughs> and all the white people were freaked the hell out. Dude, that's, <laughs> a, like, that's a great joke. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did it about three times, but then like, then I, I stopped doing it because like I said, my audience, um, you know, usually my audience would just go, <gasps> white guys with their shaved heads and stuff about black people. <laughs> Nazi. Um. Hey, this is Taylor Grin from com, where we do news, analysis, and commentary. And you're listening to Godless Revolution. I, uh, my, my friend always goes to me, he goes, man, because you're such, you're such a cynic, dude. Because what do you believe in, man? You got to believe in something. I'm going to find something that you can believe in. Ah! Here's something you can't deny. Gonna deny this? Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> can't deny that, huh? Everything happens for a reason. I'm like, I can't deny that? I think I can. Right? I don't believe everything happens for a reason. I understand cause and effect. Sure, if I don't put my foot on my brake, I might slam into the car in front of me. But is that what they mean by that? No. They always mean some grandiose cosmic cause and effect, like somebody's looking out for me. Everything happens for a reason. How many times have you heard stories like this where the guy's like, uh, oh man. Craziest shit happened to me the other day, man. I uh, totally late for work, right? But but it was weird because I, my alarm went off and it, uh, late, and it never goes off late. And I couldn't find my shoes, and I'm scrambling to get out of my house. Finally, get out to my house to my car, and and, and I don't have my keys. And I'm like, oh, so I got to break into my house to find my keys. Finally, find my keys. Get into my car on the freeway. Fifty car pileup. Twenty people dead. And then I thought about it. If I had had my keys. I'd have been in the middle of that. And I'd be dead. Somebody was looking out for me. Everything happens for a reason. Like, yeah, because if I'm God and I don't want you to die in a horrific car accident because the world needs a solid 
Denny's waiter or whatever the fuck it is you do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hide your keys to delay you for two and a half minutes because as an all-loving, omnipotent being, that makes far more sense than say, oh, I don't know, how about I just don't cause a 50-car pileup and murder 20 people on the freeway? That's crazy. Why would I do some shit like that? The next rant will start right after this. Hey, everybody. We're the Utah Outcasts, and we want you to listen to our show. We're a rowdy bunch super liberal atheists that reside in the state of Utah who bring you current events and featured content on a semi-weekly basis. Whether it's us poking fun at the religious right or ranting at the world in which we all reside, we want to borrow your ears for about an hour twice a week. Hey, and don't forget to tell them the best part about it. Oh, yeah. The show's free for all. It is indeed. So if you like free, we're available through iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Patreon, and even in full HD video via YouTube. Give us a listen. You won't be sorry. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, speaking about audiences, I, for some reason, love watching hecklers on YouTube. Uh, I know comedians may not (laughs) like them. But have you ever gotten a Christian heckler in the audience that just did not like your bashing of their religion and your jokes? You know, um, I've, I've had a couple. Um, it, you know, it's funny. I've had a lot, not really hecklers. I have people come up to me after the show. Okay. And I'll tell you, a couple of those are pretty funny. But there's, I did get a heckler. We were in Bend, Oregon, which is really, really liberal. And... We were doing the divided comedy tour thing that I do with another comic named Ty Barnett, and we we tackle like religion, race, race, religion, politics, parenting, like five topics, and we talk about it from you know we're he and I are like longtime friends, twenty years, you know we're the same age. He's a black dude from Chicago. I'm a white dude from Northern California. How do we talk about race? How do we talk about religion? We each do our set, and then we go up together and talk about things, and we do a Q and A, and and. In the, the he he goes up and kills it has just a crazy good set. I go up and I'm having a, a pretty good set and I'm doing some Trump stuff and this dude in the audience just starts going starts heck oh, I said something about science and the guy said something I forgot what he said but it was like what do you like science <laughs> and I go what was, what, what do you like why do you like science and I'm like uh, hey there's a Q and A after the show and hold your questions and we'll be sure to I'll, I'll be sure to ask your question about science but uh. Right now I'm doing an act, so um, just hold on. And he's like, "Pussy," something like that. <laughs> I was like, Wait, what? And then, and then I, he said he, he taught me something, and we got into it. And I, I mean, I kind of got angry. I was like, "You know what? Why don't you come up here and you know whatever?" We, and we went, we went back and forth, and and uh, um, and and you know, he was just drunk, and he was like, and he was just. I think what it was is that I, I said some Trump stuff, and he just was a Trump supporter, I guess, and he just went off I, he just was was completely drunk and was so upset that i even mentioned trump and it wasn't even like a bad trump joke it was just like it, it was a joke about trump you know i say trump trump supported the uh uh he got endorsed by david duke who was a grand wizard of the kkk and i go but you know you can't fault trump he's not very smart maybe he doesn't know what a wizard maybe he doesn't know what a grand wizard is maybe he thinks you know, maybe he's like back in his office going, a wizard? We got a fucking wizard? That's amazing. They, know that's, they, they love wizards. Is it Gandalf? Which wizard is it? Is it as long as it's the white Gandalf, I'm okay with it. And, um, 
And the guy like freaked out about that. And I'm like, that, that joke, that's the joke that set you over the, over the edge. Okay. And, uh, um, yeah, it was just, so I remember that one, like going into it to where the guy was like, like physically threatening me, like, I'll kick your ass. And I'm like, all right, well, come up, let's do it. You know, I'm fine. Bring it. I don't have no problem with, with you getting into a little fisticuffs, but he, <laughs> he of course didn't, but it's funny because I've had a couple people, um, one time I was actually in a, in that same show in Seattle, believe it or not, this lady came up to me afterward and she's or her and her husband and it was the, the second show. So it was the end of the night and, and she's like, you know, young girl, like really, really nice. And she goes, so let me ask you a question from your act. I kind of get that you think science and religion aren't compatible. Um, and I go, you kind of got that, huh? <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, well, yeah, she goes, I don't understand it because I, I'm religious. I'm a Christian. and I'm also a, a scientist. And I never found out what kind of scientist she was. Uh, I don't think she was, but I was like, oh, okay, well, well, that's cool. You can be a scientist and be religious. She goes, you know, something, something or other. And she goes, well, like, what about prayer? Oh. And I what about prayer? She goes, well, you know, it's scientifically proven to work. And I go, what? I go, no, it, it's in fact, <laughs> they've done so many studies. And she goes, yes, have you not read any of the studies? They all show that it works. <laughs> And she goes, go ahead, look, right now, just Google it, look it up. And I go, I've done it many times. Well, you point me to a study that shows it does work. Like, that should be a Nobel Prize right there. Like, what are you talking about? And we started arguing, and she started arguing me with me, and her, her husband was behind her, who's from Israel. And she goes, this is my husband. He's, he's Israeli, but he's, he's an atheist like you. And he's behind her, like, like mouthing, sorry, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and, and he's like, I'm not an atheist. I just, I don't, I don't have religion, you know. And she's like, she goes, he doesn't believe anything. And whenever she starts like railing into me and I'm just being totally nice and just letting her talk about the earth is 6,000 years old, but via science and or whatever else she was, all this nonsense about that she was saying that was all proven by science and how I can't come up with any proof because I'm standing there in a lobby and where are my studies? I'm like, um, I just got off stage. I would you want me to yeah. research, I research with me on stage. I'm like, um, and she's just going on and on and on. And I just was trying to be nice because it's a customer. And, you know, finally I started arguing with her a little bit and we start, started heating up and we were there an hour. The husband's trying to go and I'm trying to get away and she just keeps talking and keeps talking. And the funny thing is that they're, they're trying to close the club and the little dude who's like, this dude that cleans up and he's set, setting all the, setting all the chairs up on the, on the tables and he's sweeping up the floor and he's wiping down all the thing and he's cleaning up the club. <laughs> he comes sweeping over to us and he sweeps up and goes, lady. Get the fuck out! Thanks. <laughs> 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 like, I didn't want to be the one to do that. I might like, get fired from my work if I like <laughs> pissing off. It's just like the guy who does the cleanup. Lady, get the fuck out! <laughs> and she's like, "Whoa!" It's pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, a lot of those are people come up and. You know, I want to take, and, and you know, what's funny is I get a lot that I'm mean. Um, and it's, re I kind of have like my little stock argument because it's, it's worked for me like four times in a row where, um, you know, someone will go, I don't, I don't like what you do because, you know, you're mean to everybody and, and you, you just pick on everybody else and you don't, you don't pick on yourself, you know? Um, and, uh, I remember I had a lady in Denver who, who wrote like a thing on a, it was like a meetup group that came and saw me and, and this lady had posted afterward that she didn't like the show or she didn't like me and not realizing, I guess that I was tagged on all those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I responded and, and she, so my friend Chris Fonseca opened for me and Chris Fonseca is like a, uh, 
he, he was a headliner before I even started doing comedy, but he's a good friend of mine and he asked to open for me because he lives in Denver. And, uh, and Chris has uh, cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. He's a little hard to understand because his, his voice is very affected by, by his disease, by, uh, by his cerebral palsy. And, you know, he does a joke about, he does tons of jokes about how he used to be an alcoholic and how he used to do all these things. And, and he's hysteric. Like, he's hysterical. Like, he's just a really funny, funny guy. But, you know, most of his jokes are about, you know, him, him having, having cerebral palsy. And, you know, it's like, is he drunk or is he, or is it, is, you know, <laughs> is it him? Like, you know, all these kind of things. He's, and he's really good. So after she said, I like, I like Chris Fonseca because, you know, he was self-deprecating. He was up there making fun of himself. Whereas, whereas Ian just made fun of everybody else. Because I know the show was going to be edgy or whatever, but he just made fun of everybody else. And that was, she goes, I just didn't like that. So I posted on there. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I said, so, um, so you didn't like it when I made fun of racism? I said, are you racist? <laughs> and she goes, well, no, no, that was kind of funny. I said, I, I did like 10 minutes about racism. And she goes, yeah, yeah, that was funny. I said, I go, was it the Bigfoot stuff? Are you like really big into Bigfoot? Did you, did, you, <laughs> did I make, really offend you with the Bigfoot stuff? She goes, no, no, the Bigfoot stuff was. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you must be like an astrologist. Was it the astrology joke? You know? No, no, that astrology joke thing, that was pretty funny. Like, I went through my whole set list. Was it the, oh, so it must have been the ghosts. Are you like a big ghost? Do you believe in ghosts? Is your house haunted? She's like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, let me guess. You're a Christian. And the 10 minutes I did on Christianity during this show offended you. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just don't know why you have to be mean to, to people's beliefs. Um, you know, she goes, I, I liked what Chris did because he, he didn't make fun of, fun of everybody else. And I said, so let me get this straight. It's okay to laugh at a guy with cerebral palsy. It's okay to laugh at people who believe in astrology. It's okay to laugh at people who believe in ghosts. It's okay to laugh at people that believe in Bigfoot. It's okay to laugh at racists. Um, but you don't want me to make fun of Christians because you're a Christian. And the reason is because I can't make fun of myself and I only laugh at other people. <laughs> and I go, it's like the only one here who laugh at themselves is you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and she goes... And the funny thing is, she goes, oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow, it's rare that you would get... Yeah, it seems really rare that you would get such a concession out of somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, it took a little while of, of, of talking back and forth. And then she was just like, oh, I guess I see your point. I said, yeah, I mean, if I was up there making fun of being an atheist, you'd be laughing at me for being an atheist. So uh, why is it, you know, the only difference is that it was 10 minutes that you were offended by because you can't laugh at yourself, but you're, you're totally fine laughing at a guy up on stage, making fun of the fact that he can't walk. Like you're okay with that. Like <laughs> that, that's who's the dick here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an awesome point to make. I mean, yeah, she's, she's fine laughing at everybody else, but not at herself. And yet she's, she's accusing you of making fun of everybody else and not being able to, exhibit any self-deprecating humor yourself yeah i mean and, and i get what they're saying like people always say you know don't, you know don't punch down you punch up but i'm also mm -hmm. in a position that i don't i, I don't ever I, I don't believe that i'm up that i'm above everybody <laughs> right well yeah well and and if her you know i mean so like everybody's up to me i i feel that i'm i'm you know, I mean, I get what they're saying. Like, if you're on a lower, or if you're on an upper socioeconomic ladder or whatever, you don't punch down. I, I get that. But you're, as an atheist, I don't think Christians are down. I think they're up. 
Right. Societally, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so I mean, it's just, or, or and, and my point is, if if I'm if I'm making fun of you, and you're saying that I'm punching down because I'm making fun of something you believe, and like we were talking about earlier, well, if you believe that what you think is inferior, then quit believing. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's not my fault that you have to bear your position and stick to it. Yeah, well, and, but that's another point, too. I mean, there's a big difference between, you know, you're talking about punching up or down. There's a big difference between people and beliefs, right? The beliefs don't have a social strata. All all of them are should be, you know, treated equally t- bad if they are or, you know, you hold on to the ones that pass that pass the test, right? So if someone's uh, – so, for uh, for example, I – I saw the, a sticker on the back of uh, an SUV the other yesterday that said, yes, I have an essential oil for that, right? Uh. So this vehicle was parked at a fucking hospital. Oh, so clearly so, there's not an oil for whatever yeah. you have or whatever your family member has, right? Like, so that belief is stupid, <laughs> you know? And so, I, you know, you can't really- It's not the doctor, by the way. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's uh, a good point. So I don't think. I mean, in in a sense that you'd have to punch down because someone who's capable of believing that is gonna be below you if you don't. You know, but the belief itself shouldn't be held to a standard that is is you know outside of mockery. I think. You know, well, and, and aren't, aren't aren't beliefs? I think the, the vital difference here too is that if. The belief is a chosen behavior. It's a chosen thought. Mm-hmm. Like if I, uh, I'm making fun of you because you're black, you don't choose to be black. If I'm making fun of you because you're gay, you don't choose to be gay. Right. If I make fun of you because you're an astrologist, well, you chose to be an astrologist. I mean, I guess you could kind of say that some kids, you know, indoctrination, not everyone cho- chose, cho- chooses to be a Christian. That's, I mean, I guess that's, or a, or a, or a Muslim or whatever, but. At some point, when you become an adult, you're still kind of making a, a choice, even if it's better, even if you're brainwashed. It's still it's still technically a choice. Um, whereas gay, trans, uh, black, white, Hispanic, those aren't choices. Those are, you know, things that you're born with. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's that's a huge difference. Yeah, it's it's not an immutable characteristic. It's it's something you believe, and and your beliefs can change based on acquiring new knowledge right you can't change the color of your skin yeah, by mm-hmm. learning something different but you can change your beliefs by learning something different yeah it, yeah it's funny actually the, in the um one of the things i did in this in this new comedy special is um i interviewed like i interviewed a bunch of people about seven ended up making it. i inter- interviewed basically seven people um from the community from the atheist community or skeptic community and i, I did a little um a little mini document documentary for the credits i'm actually going to release all the videos and all the interviews in their entirety oh, nice. and um and then a bunch of little clips of them online but in the credits the beginning at the end i have i have um pendulette lawrence krauss um julia sweeney arn raw uh caris anna maria paul provenza and kelly carlin all mm-hmm. talking about science art comedy um putting you know, you know whether it's good to put a message into your into your art or whether that's pan this all these different things and and one of the things uh julia sweeney says that, that there's just you know one of the questions is is it okay to make fun of people or or do we make fun of ideas and, and she says people really have a hard time 
separating themselves from their ideas. Mm, yeah. And it's really true. Like when they're deep, deep, ing- deeply ingrained or, 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 you know, um, indoctrinated type beliefs, people really have a hard time separating themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they, they think that is who they are. They identify themselves as that. Absolutely. That that's why, that's why anything you say as an atheist is attacking them. They feel they're attacked personally. That's why they get, they get so defensive so quickly because it's so closely tied to their identity. That's why. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny because talk about the, the, the punching up thing. When I was, I was an atheist. Well, we've all, we were all born atheists, but I never, I never, un, uh, I never deconverted from being an atheist. So I was born an atheist and I've been an atheist <laughs> my whole life. And I, um, you know, I didn't realize that other people were, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I grew up in kind of a weird hippie, Santa Cruz, California. It's very liberal. It's, you know, very, I grew up in the eighties where everything was counterculture and this and that. So when I heard of people being religious, I thought that was like some weird fringe. Like I didn't think that people <laughs> that I went to school with actually went to church. Now, I'm finding out years later, like my wife's like, Oh yeah, those, those, that guy went to our church. That guy went to my church. That guy went to my church. Cause I, I grew up with my, my wife, by the way, we went to the same school. And, and she, her dad was, her family's very Catholic. Her dad at one point was a Catholic priest and, you know, he left the priest to it. He went on sabbatical, met her, her mom and decided not to be, go back to becoming a priest and ended up having a family and quitting the priesthood. But he's still very Catholic to this day. And I remember when I was first dating my wife, you know, she was not religious, but also not an atheist at the time. And, um, she would, you know, we would, I would say, you know, people really get upset when I tell them that I'm an atheist. And I said, and I think the reason is because they're so insecure with their own beliefs that, or, or that they, they know that their belief doesn't have any real position that me just mentioning I'm an atheist is like, I just slapped him in the face. And she used to always argue with me and say, no, no, that's, that's not the case. Like, why would you say that? I'm like, because when I say I'm an atheist, what most religious people hear is, Hey, you're full of shit. And, and, and that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I mean, if you asked me, I would say that, but, but that's, you know, that's not what I'm, you know, if someone says, oh, what's your religion? And this person says, I'm Muslim. And this person says, I'm Hindu. And this person says, I'm Christian. And I say, I'm an, I don't have a religion. I'm an atheist. What everybody else hears, in my opinion, is like a Christian hears a Muslim and they think, oh, he's got, he's, he's on the wrong track. Oh, well, good, good, you know, good for him. He'll figure it out someday or whatever, you know, oh, he's got something going on, but he's, He's a little misguided. He's got to find Jesus. When they hear atheists, they hear, you're full of shit. Everything you believe is wrong. So they immediately get defensive and, and immediately think that you're attacking them, like you said. And it's, it's the weirdest thing. Just saying the word has had more people go on the attack with me. And then they'll be like, oh, you atheists are so arrogant. So I'm like, arrogant? I just said that I was an atheist. I said nothing else other than I'm an atheist. How does that make me arrogant? Yeah. Well, and this coming from the people who claim to know the mind of God, right? That they know what God wants, that they know what what God has commanded them to do, and they can read between the lines of everything to say that, well, the Bible says this, but what it actually means is, and then they can interpret right. it however the fuck they want, because they have this deep insight that they know the mind of God. That is the height of arrogance. Mm-hmm. A- and that the entire universe was formed with an idea of a plan for them in mind. Right. Yeah, but, exactly, but you're yeah, but you are arrogant though, I mean, Ian. I mean, That's I am. So I, will, <laughs> I will admit, actually, I'm arrogant. But but I'm I'm only arrogant after having ten thousand arguments with these people and finally going, wait a second. I started out kind of humble, but now 
I'm fucking right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> People are wrong. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't argue with anybody anymore. Like without just it, it, it is, which is kind of a weird thing. I, I'm pretty nice guy. Like I'm, I'm, I am pretty, I try to be pretty humble in my beliefs and whatever. And, and like if somebody wants to just, I'm always polite. Hey, no, I, you know, I'm, I believe this or I don't believe this or whatever the deal is. And people, a lot of times I go, you know what? I don't, Hey man, don't want to get into it. Do your thing. That's cool. But as soon as you press me, well, no, no, let's, let's talk about this. Oh, let's argue about this. Oh, will you really believe that? As soon as you do that, like I, 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 I flip a switch and it's like, pull up a chair, motherfucker. We're about to go. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I, I get, I get like vindictive and like, fine, you want to push the issue? I'm about to, you know, and, and it, it's, it's very weird because over the years I've gotten more and more. You know, I used to just go, well, hey, that's how people are. And, and I mean, I still kind of have that. I have a lot of friends and family that are religious or have wacky beliefs about other stuff. Like my mom is a psychic, you know, and, has, and is Hindu and has always been very new agey spiritual. And, you know, that's cool. That's her thing. Um, I think it's not nonsense, but, you know, I don't attack her for it unless she wants to start telling me, oh, you know, I really am or this and that or whatever. You know, this is what's in the future, whatever the deal is. Then I'll sit down and, you know, pull out, you know, take off the gloves and we'll go at it. But, but, for the most part, I'm just like pretty accepting of whatever, whatever, what other people uh, believe. But the thing that kills me now is any, the older I get and the more I have arguments and discussions with people and the more I see all the information that's available on the internet and in books and, 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 and just all the available information we have in the world nowadays. When people tell me that they're religious, even, what, what do you call it, like a moderate, you know, non-hardcore, not fundamentalist Christians, just moderate religious people. Mm. It makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I, I just, in my head, I go, it's the nuttiest fucking thing ever. Like the shit that you believe is so insane. Like it, it, it's just hard for me to, to think, to believe that, that, that people, adults who can tie their shoes and, and, you know, get the food into their mouth via fork also believe that a talking <laughs> snake you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy that, that that's even a thing. No, we're not 100% sure all of them can actually feed themselves, though. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled The Phil Ferguson Show, and thank God you're listening to The Godless Revolution. And what about those 20 people? You ever think about them? Maybe. 20 people died on the freeway because you left your keys at home, you dick. Yeah, you ever think about that? Mr. Everything Happens for a Reason? I'd love it if everything happened for a reason. I would. It would be great. What if everything happened for the same reason? <laughs> Ten seconds left of the game. Palmer drops back, fires a strike across the middle. It's caught. He breaks the tackle. 20, 10, touchdown. Raiders win the Super Bowl! Raiders win! This is unbelievable! How do you feel at this moment? Oh my God, this is incredible! The Super Bowl is a lifelong dream. Before I go any further, I have to... I gotta thank Ian. If he had left his keys at home that day, none of this would have been possible. Let's talk... Let's talk to the losing Seattle Seahawks. It was a tough game. How do you feel? Oh, it was a horrible game. Uh, I guess, guess we weren't meant to win. It just wasn't in the cards for us. I mean, sure, it would have been nice if Ian hadn't left his keys at home that day. Uh, <laughs> we'd be over there in that winner's circle right now. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board. 
We're going to come back stronger next year. We're going to learn from this experience because you know what they say, everything happens for the reason. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. Well, no, it's interesting that you said that because I feel the same way a lot of the time. Like, I wonder Mm -hmm. if it's just that, you know, because, because I work, you know, because I, uh, work for Atheist of Utah on the, on the board of trustees and I'm the regional director for American Atheists here in Utah and I'm on an atheist podcast. Most of my friends are atheists. Like, sometimes I wonder if I've just formed this, this kind of bubble around myself that, when I do encounter somebody who honestly has, you know, deeply held serious religious beliefs that it seems so fucking strange to me. Like, wait, you're a grown ass adult who still basically believes in Santa Claus. As far as I'm concerned, that's just fucking goofy. Oh yeah. It's, it's incredible. And the funny thing is it's, it's starting to extend to, uh, I'm probably, probably cause I make fun of it for a living. Um, you know, but it, it's extending to other things now too. Like the one that throws me when, when I, especially if they're non-religious people, but when people believe in ghosts, yeah, oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I audibly go, "Fuck it, get the fuck out of here!" Like, <laughs> you're a, you're a grown-ass man, and you believe in ghosts. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just fucking kills me. Like, really? I'm like, have you not? Did you not watch Scooby Doo as a kid? Or I'm like, how the fuck do you believe in ghosts, dude? You know, it's just yeah. It's really wacky to me. I think for me, I mean, it just, it's, it's like the more, the, I'm I, I, a little bit what, like what Dan was saying that, you know, the, you get, you get in these groups of like-minded people, but I mean, the more distance, I mean, the more distance I'm putting between me and my former religious beliefs or whatever, and you drop those walls of cognitive dissonance and, and the longer you go and start to collect more information that can be tracked, you know, that you're holding beliefs that can be. Uh, that can be uh, defended, you know, in a legitimate way that that there are good reasons for, and and you know, you start building your belief system off off reasonable things. Uh, you know, you you start to pass that threshold for patience at some point. I mean, it it really is like walking around with a bunch of children who just want to go visit El- uh, Elmo on Sesame Street, <laughs> and you know, at first, you're kind of like, well. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Sure. Maybe someday or whatever. But, you know, when they want to start fighting you about it, you know, and they're like, no, I know that Elmo's real because how, how else, how else would it be true that all these people have shirts with Elmo and there's places you can, you know, (laughs) then, then it does become a lot like, okay, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and you, you can't, you can't be patient for very long with that. You know, I mean, once you're removed from it. So. Yeah. And it, it, it reminds me of like, you know, any, any other conversation, you know, like whether, whether you're young and you're at the bar trying to, you know, pick up your girl or a guy or whoever it is you're, you know, sexually attracted to, or whether you're in a job interview and the boss is a moron or, you know, y- you have to play that game of like, oh, you're interesting. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like what we're talking about. <laughs> and then, and then after you're married 27 years or you, you got a job that you've been working at for two decades. You're just kind of like, yeah, you know, what? I don't fucking time for you. So, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I don't care about what you have to say right now. I'm sorry, I'm exactly. over here doing something else. It's just, and it, it's it's cynicism, of course, on some level. But it's like, I don't have time for this shit anymore. Like, I, you know, it's, I feel like, yeah, like it's a kid. Like, I have to hold your hand. I mean, to, with this with this dumbass belief about something that is so ridiculous. I mean, 
And the funny thing that I, the other thing is weird though is that why why can they recognize that, that absurdity in everything else? That's something yeah. that's puzzled me since I was a little kid. Mm. Like, even as a very young kid, I'm like, wait a second, you guys can recognize how ridiculous the story of Zeus is, or whatever. You guys can recognize how ridiculous this the story you know astrology is. Like you, you think that's ridiculous, but but you don't think this. 6,000-year-old Earth and the Jesus thing is ridiculous, or, or, or vice versa. Like, you think that's ridiculous, but you don't see that the ridiculousness in your, you know, your new age belief that you're, that you're psychic and you're vibrating on the 23rd parallel, whatever the hell you believe, like, that, that seems perfectly logical to you. But this other thing over here that you see as nonsense, just like I see as nonsense, like, did you not use the same critical thinking tools that I used? To derive that that was nonsense. I and don't. If so, how I do don't you think so. Apply that to your other. Sh- <laughs> I yeah. guess not, right? I, I think it's just that's not my belief, so it's silly. But this is my belief, so it's precious. And I think it's really that simple. Like Islam is obviously stupid because that you know they're not Americans, and uh, I mean even though a lot of them are, but I mean you know just the kind of the way they think. You know, it's they're they're a bunch of brown people, and it's just a dumb idea, and it's violent, and they're you know it's not peaceful like the Bible and. <laughs> yeah, you know the way Christianity's been, and so you know, bad, bad, good, black, white. It's all binary. You know, this is why the child, the child metaphor works so well because you know there's right and wrong. It's all black and there's no nuance. Nuance is seen as a weakness. You know, it's just they're children. Yeah. It, it, it's also that people can't, um, it, you know, apply even in, in other things. Apply. Um, like you, you would, you would ask for evidence in most things, like in most situations. If I told you, you know, rub this on your elbow and it'll, it'll, it'll fix your broken arm. You'd be like, what? No. I mean, you know, right. for the most part, I mean, some people will be like, well, well really great, you know, but <laughs> for the most part, like if you took even a, a Christian, a fundamentalist, a fundamentalist Christian or whatever, any, anybody and said, Hey, this bottle says poison on it, but it's actually not poison. Um, it'll, it's great for your headache. Go ahead and drink it. They'd be like, like, show me a little evidence that this isn't poison, and then show me some evidence that it's going to work on my headache. They wouldn't mm-hmm. just go, okay, and drink it. Yet, that's fair. their eternal soul, <laughs> their, the thing that means more than anything else could ever possibly mean, the, the salvation of their eternal soul, they're going to rely on some dude who's standing in front of them on a Sunday who probably works a day job who who is giving them the paraphrased versions of cliff notes of a book they haven't read that is the sole guide to their eternal soul. <laughs> like, yeah. And they just take that on face value. Like, no, no questioning of it. No, let me read this for myself. No, you know. It, that's to me, and then you question it, and, and we can't talk about it, we can't question it, we just have to believe, we got to go on faith. But yeah, if I gave you a pill and said, take this for your headache, you'd be like, where'd it come from? What bottle is it from? Can I make, take a look at it? I want to make sure it's not something I'm allergic to. Or You know what I mean? You you would ask for evidence on a freaking headache. But eternal soul? No, it's cool. The guy who worked at Walmart on the weekends is telling me uh, you know, that, it's a, that, that this book says this, so therefore I'm going to go with it. Like, I, just, I don't get that. Well, yeah, the book know. is old, so we all know that old <laughs> old things equal truth. Well, it's really strange to me because, I, I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of like 
you know, they can look at stories of Zeus and, and Greek and Roman gods and go, oh, well, that was just because we didn't know very much, right? We didn't know a lot of things, and so that's how they came up with explanations for stuff was these gods battling on Mount Olympus and throwing lightning bolts at each other and doing these other weird things, and that controlled the weather and all yeah. of this stuff. But we've learned stuff since then, and so we know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Right. <laughs> Since then, we've learned that a talking snake talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since then, we've learned that and we can, yeah, that we can talk to, you know, the, the, there's talking donkeys and talking snakes and talking and burning right. bushes and dragons and all kinds of yes. fun and fantastical things. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. it's it's more sophisticated now, Dan. You don't get it because it's not just it's not just throwing lightning bolts willy nilly. You have to actually cast a spell for God to do stuff that you want. <laughs> See, yeah, have to say the magic words, yeah. and then you cast nicely while on your knees, and only at certain times of the day. Right, come on, and make sure your eyes are closed. God damn it! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are we That's talking important. about the same thing? <laughs> well, I think we are, but you're thinking about something different, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan likes giving blowjobs. <laughs> Only if your eyes are closed. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to do it, it better be with my eyes closed. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> well, you have been incredibly generous with your time with us tonight, Ian. I really appreciate it. Indeed. Um, you've got. You're doing what, Adam Carolla tomorrow morning? Yes, I'm doing that. Um, myself and actually um, uh, David Smalley from Dogma. Oh. Uh, well. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know when it airs, but we're taping it tomorrow. I think it airs the next day. So, okay. um, yeah, I don't know exactly how, how that all came together, but uh, it's my first time on, on Adam Carolla, so. I guess it's atheist day at Adam Carolla. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, you're coming on. You're coming on the cool podcast first. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's really great, man. I'm excited for you, and yeah. I hope I hope you just totally blow up, man. And I I think your comedy is great, and I, I think it fills a, a niche that I've been looking for. I lo I love comedy, and and I like atheism, and I was trying to. F I mean, it does merge at times, you know, but uh, but I I'm just super stoked, man, and I hope it just goes exactly how you want. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and you're right. There's a ton of ton of atheist comics out there, but there's, and probably even skeptic comic. But yeah, it's ten minutes of their act. My goals. <laughs> yeah. Seventy one minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think as far as atheist comedy goes, uh, I, I would put your stuff up there with like Jim Jeffries and. Shit, I'm trying. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the atheist stuff. jokes that he does that that seem like, you know, fresh and new and and a lot a lot smarter than a lot of the other, you know, easy <laughs> as as your <laughs> as your one heckler may have said, you know, low hanging fruit kind of stuff. I think I think you're a thinking atheist's comedian. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, you know, you know, I, you know who else does a really uh, who I think does a really good job, but he doesn't do enough of it, in my opinion, is David Cross. Yes. Oh, I fucking love David Cross. Yeah, he's hilarious. When, when David Cross is on, he's fucking, he is so fucking funny. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, he'll do 10 or 15 minutes of it and then he'll go off on something else, which is great. Obviously, you know, he does, he's got a big, huge mainstream crowd mm -hmm. um, that he just has to, you know, appeal to and he just doesn't want to do all atheist comedy. But, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, and, and 
that's why I try to do the. I, I don't just do atheist comedy. I try to do all irrational beliefs comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, any other plugs yeah. you want to get out, or uh, anything else you want to you want to add before we wrap it? Um, no, I mean th- that that's it. Yeah, please, if you guys, if anyone's out there, watch the special, extraordinary, and yeah, I'm still touring. So if there's a, um, go to my website ianharriscomedian.com, and my tour dates are on there. I'm going to be in. Uh, all of Arizona in January and San Diego in uh, the end of December. And um, yeah, next year, Portland and Nashville and Huntsville and all over the place. So um, yeah, so please if, look for me in your town. And if, if you're, uh, you want me to come to your city or whatever, hit me up and let me know. And I'll, I'll reach out to the club there or, or the local venue and I'll come out. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a chain of comedy clubs here in Utah called wise guys that, yeah, that would be awesome to have you come out here, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I should I should reach out to them. I haven't been to Utah in a long time. <laughs> well, you need to do that. And you've got a place to stay if you come out. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again so much, Ian. Good luck with everything. Uh, and hopefully we'll chat at you again sometime soon. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Cool. Thank you very much, man. That was cool. awesome. All right. Yeah. Was it? Are you sure? Yeah. It yeah. It's a good conversation. Okay, cool. No, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, very well done. It, it fit perfectly into our style of show. So, I mean, it'll just be it'll just be super smooth. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun actually. Oh, good. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad you had a decent time. Uh, would you mind doing a drop for us before we let you go? Um, so like I said, it would just be, you know, Something like, hi, this is Ian Harris. You can find me here and there and, you know, promote whatever you'd like, however you want, and then just end it with, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Um, cool. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I'd say. Um, Take all the time you need. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, cool. So just, just say, um, Again, just my name. You said I just to like plug something. What, like my website or something? Or just, uh, yeah, so it'd be like. I don't know. Uh, hi, this is Ian Harris. Uh, look for my upcoming uh, release of of you know my my new comedy show. It'll be available here and there. You can find me wherever. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime you're ready. All right. Hey, this is Ian Harris. Uh, you guys can please find my... All right, let me tell that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Ian Harris. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I was laughing. Hey, okay. No, no, okay. No, no. Ready, go. Delay, I get it. <laughs> hey, this is Ian Harris. You can find my new comedy special, Extraordinary, on iTunes, Amazon, Amazon Prime, any video on demand site. Um, please check it out. And uh, you're listening to The Godless Revolution. That was good, but it was kind of cutting in. It was cutting in and out here and there. Okay, I will redo it and not move. Okay. Um, let me. I think my little my phone piece earpiece thing is. Uh, it was moving. Let me do it again. Hey, this is Ian Harris. You can find my, my new comedy special, Extraordinary, on all video on demand sites: iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Amazon Prime. Uh, please check it out. And uh, please check out my website, ianharriscomedian.com. And you are listening to the godness. God, godness, Jesus Christ. Get all the way there. Don't worry.
God damn it! No! <laughs> <laughs> we like to make all of our guests feel like they're auditioning for something. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. I'm going to get this right. Here we go. Hey, this is Ian Harris. Uh, please check out my new comedy special, Extraordinary, on all video on-demand sites, iTunes, Amazon, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and uh, also check out my website, ianharriscomedian.com. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. That was good. Awesome. That works. Yay. Well, thank you very much again, man. I really appreciate right, you coming so we, on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And one of these days, you guys should email me or message me if you have a... Anything specifically you like want write down, like you know a specific bumper, or um, you know if you wanted something from like a because I do, can do I do a lot of impressions. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, my thing. So I can do like I can pretty much do anybody. I mean I don't want to say make it sound douchey like I can do it, but but I'm, I'm pretty good at doing. <laughs> you know if you if you said something stupid like okay we want you to do Ginger from Gilligan's Island I wouldn't be able to do it, but um. <laughs> right. 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 Most, most celebrities who get impersonated, you know, most, I can, I can do pretty much every comedian. I can do, you know, um, you know, all the standards walking in De Niro and, you know, uh, I, I can do, like you said, every comedian, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr and George Carlin and Aziz Ansari and, you know, any, any famous person really. So if you have somebody you really like, like you're like, oh, it'd be funny to have Christopher Walken do a thing, email me a little script. Or several, and I'll record them and email them back to you guys, like MP3. Awesome. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome, man! Yeah, totally. Well, do you would you mind recording a bumper that way for us and sending it in so that it so that the sound quality is a lot better and people can sure can, I, you know you can, well. then you can think about exactly what you want to say, write it out, and because it I don't know there Skype every now and then just drops like little bits here and there. Yeah, I know it's yeah it's definitely definitely not. Uh, not the best quality all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally do that. Yeah, and like I said, just um, if there's anybody in particular that you can, um, you know, that you can think of that you guys like, I could just do a whole, I could do a few of them. That would be fantastic, yeah, man. I'd really appreciate that. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Find some like little puns or something, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, or things they, things they say, like, um, you know, like every like every time I do Jason Statham, I always I always do the line from Snatch where he says, "You know, tell me what happens if we find the rabbit." You know, whatever. And anybody says, "Uh, um, we're going to be fucked." And when I say "fucked," I mean proper fucked, right? So <laughs> I, Dude, that's awesome. Wait, anytime, you, know, you do Jason Statham, and it's like you know you're listening to call this revolution, you know. If you're not listening, you're gonna be fucked. <laughs> oh fuck. yeah, I, fuck. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so whatever. You know, um, so yeah, that's a super cool it, idea. Then, uh, that yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. If you're if you're down for it, I will absolutely send you some stuff. That would be yeah. fantastic. I'd really really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. It's fun. I, I enjoy it, and it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i will absolutely send you some stuff man that'd be fantastic yeah okay cool yeah that'd be cool and then and then we'll have no choice but to plug you in other shows that we're when we're doing stuff too because <laughs> it'll come up you know <laughs> nice yeah absolutely works for me. awesome yeah fucking hey thank you so much man that'd be great definitely all well, right cool, cool. guys well i appreciate everything and yeah let me when you guys when it goes up or whatever and i'll i'll 
share the hell out of it as well. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, thanks a lot, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. And yeah, like I said, don't be a stranger. We'll uh, hopefully talk to you again sometime in the near future. Totally. Sounds good. All right. Thanks cool. a lot, Ian. Yeah. See you guys. All right. All right. Bye-bye. What a nice gentleman. Yeah. Super cool guy, man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's really cool. Just super laid back. Uh, he's, he's been the MC at, uh, I saw like, like the American Reason Atheists. Rally and stuff yeah. and, uh, Skepticon and a whole bunch of things. Yeah. 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 And he's just, like I said, just totally kicked back, super down to earth. Really, really super nice guy. I, I like Ian quite a bit. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. And they go this one: well, evolution's just a theory. It's just a theory. Just a theory. A theory is like one of the highest levels of knowledge you can achieve in science. Okay, let's look at some other things that are just theories. Uh, uh, relativity, just a theory. Gravity, just a theory. Plate tectonics, just a theory. Germ theory, just a theory. So if you ever use the phrase, just a theory, I'd say you either don't know the meaning of the word theory, or you don't know the meaning of the word just. <laughs> you probably say shit like, ah, yeah, don't worry about that thing swimming down there. It can't hurt you. That's just a great white shark. Uh, that guy, he's got no power. Just the president of the United States. Condom? Pff, it's just AIDS. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they always say, they go, well, uh, you can't prove it 100%. You're like, you're right. So then you don't know. You don't know, do you? And you got to go, okay, fine, I don't know. Oh, well, when it comes to Jesus, I know. <laughs> and then you get into this one. No, you believe, and that's cool. No, I know. No, you believe. No, I know. No, you believe. No, I know. Look, this word no, I do not think it means what you think it means, Okay. <laughs> It's a very complex concept. Um, how do I explain this to you? Okay, I can't say that I know you're an idiot. That is just a theory. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So last week on the Solo Dan episode, I mentioned Trump talking to the uh, Navajo code talkers mm -hmm. from World War II and mentioning Pocahontas. It was fucked up. When, and honestly, like when I saw that live on television, I, I really just did say, motherfucker, yeah. I can't believe he just fucking said that. Like he thought he was being funny, making a funny joke. It's like, uh-uh, that's not No, funny. not fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You're, you're here to honor these men that did, had an awesome, you know, did a great thing during World War II, had an awesome, you know, mission and Saved utilized their skills. so many yeah. lives, turned the tide of the war. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fucking real American heroes. And he makes some snide fucking racist comment about Pocahontas. Yeah. I couldn't fucking believe it. Uh, as a follow-up to that, uh, they, uh, I believe this is CNN interviewed uh, a couple people from the Navajo tribe talking about. Uh, their thoughts on what Donald Trump had said and done that I thought was pretty interesting. They make, they point out a few things that I didn't even notice when I initially watched mm -hmm. the clip with him doing it, but I'm going to play this and we can comment on it. Mr. Trump has used that insult. 
Pocahontas. That's this Elizabeth Warren. I call her Pocahontas, and that's an insult to Pocahontas. And Massachusetts is represented by Pocahontas, right? Pocahontas. It may be Pocahontas, remember that. What an insult to Pocahontas, isn't it? I was being hit by Pocahontas, and Pocahontas is not happy. Elizabeth Warren, she's one of the worst senators. Who, Pocahontas? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so hilarious. He's so original. Joining us now is Russell Begay, the Navajo Nation president, and Sonny Skyhawk. He's an actor, producer, and founder of the American Indians in film and television. Nice to have both of you gentlemen here with us. President Begay, I want to start with you. You were in the room yesterday uh, when President Trump used the term Pocahontas with the code talkers. What was your response? Well, first of all, this was the day when the code talkers were being honored. They're war heroes. They help and put an end to the war. We are enjoying freedom today as it is because of their work, because of what they did, their sacrifices. Some of them did not return. Some of those that were there with us in the Oval Office yesterday, uh, they were injured uh, there on the islands when they were uh, during the campaign. And so this was a day to honor them. And to insert something like that, uh, the word Pocahontas as a jab to a senator, you know, that belongs on a campaign trail. doesn't belong in the room when our war heroes are being are being honored and that was really a, a good gesture by the president by the white house to be able to bring uh our co-talkers into the oval office and has not happened before mm-hmm. but then to be able and to insert that in there i thought it was just uncalled for and we need to honor these yeah. war heroes our american war heroes in a respectful way in any situation in any circumstance in any uh, environment and this was a good environment for americans to say thank you coach talkers yeah. navajos you use your language you've done this you really built this nation to what it is you were part of the, the successful uh, war at, uh, during those years and so we honor you we thank you for what you've so done. So you thought and it was unnecessary. Was it. You thought that it was, that not, it was, it was unnecessary. unnecessary. And do you see it um, as an ethnic slur? Before before he gives his answer, I thought it was complete. I mean, do you think Donald Trump would have even actually honored these people if it wasn't just a prime opportunity for him to fucking make a little jab at Elizabeth Warren? Like, I wonder well, I th- at what level he decided that this is something that he wanted to do. Like, was it, oh, I really want to honor these Navajo code talkers. Oh, and I can also poke a jab at Elizabeth Warren. Or was it, I really want to fuck with Elizabeth Warren. I what can I do? What can I? How can I possibly stage this just so that I can be the world's biggest fucking dick? Oh, I would wonder if Donald Trump even knew what the Navajo Code Talkers were. Probably not. Prior to that. Yeah, I don't think any of this is planned by him. It's yeah. planned for him. It's yeah, something it's he and has to go do. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not always, and it's not even his administration that's putting this up. A lot of the stuff is, you know, the military is like, hey, we want to honor this group of soldiers and the biggest honor to honor these soldiers is at the White House in the Oval Office doing a dedication to them. Same thing with the Medal of Honor recipients. The president doesn't decide who gets a Medal of Honor, even though he gives it to them. Mm-hmm. It's the military that decides, hey, we want to honor this group. We want to honor this person you know, for their sacrifice or what they did. And it's the president that delivers it. So I think it's the same situation with this. They were like, hey, this is a group that you know that made a great sacrifice. They weren't really accepted in American culture, even at that time. Uh, they were looked down upon. Maybe it's due time that we said, hey, what you guys did for this country was awesome, even though the country didn't like you very much at the time. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's got to be the case because I I listened to uh, a recent episode of Radio West and they had a, a historian on there and he was talking about how he's convinced that Donald Trump knows fucking nothing <laughs> about history in general, not even just anything. American history, but just any kind of history. Yeah. Donald Trump is completely fucking clueless. Like he has... Absolutely no idea what happened during the Korean War, why there's North and South Korea. He has absolutely no idea about the history of Iran and why we, you know, and, and should we do away with nuke, with, uh, the nuclear agreement that we have with them or with Israel? You know, he is going to announce that Jerusalem yeah. is the capital of Israel. Like he has no historical context for any of these fucking decisions that he's making. And that's truly frightening. Yeah. Yeah, that's one reason why I was like, he's not going to be a good president. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not smart. <laughs> well, let's see what this guy's response was. I feel that the way it was used, yes, it was. Because uh, now Pocahontas is a real person. It's not a caricature. It's not, uh, it's, it's not someone, something that's just made up a person. But this is a person, a young lady and, and a Native American yeah. woman uh, that. Yeah, it's not just a character in a Disney fucking movie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that played a, a critical role Absolutely. in the life of this nation. So it was a hero. And to, and to use, exactly, and to use that person in that way, yeah. you know, is, is unnecessary and, and it's, it, it's being culturally insensitive. And Sonny, what did you think when you heard about it? At a minimum. Yeah. I agree, first of all, with Mr. Begay and uh, good morning. Good morning. I, uh, uh, again, uh, I thought the whole thing was staged. The fact that Andrew Jackson appeared in the back of the room. What about uh, that? His, I mean, did you, uh, Sonny, I wanted to ask you about that, because that portrait of Andrew Jackson that hung in the back, did you see that as a deliberate slight? And that's something that I didn't pick up on when, mm -hmm. I, first, when I first watched this. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if it was done on purpose, it's absolutely despicable. Mm -hmm. If it was done... By accident, it's inexcusably ignorant. Right. Well, there's, there's one way to and find uncaring. out. There's been plenty of times where, where things have been done in that room. Has Andrew Jackson's picture always been Has in that same spot? Has it always been there? I think so. Or did they move it to, or did they just frame it to have that in the background? Or is it just- I think I the presidents know. get to pick the- The artwork. The, the yeah. one that the, they, they usually have like a hero of theirs yeah. of the past presidents or whatever. And when they he, remodel. And he replaced uh, Obama's with, Obama's pick with uh, Andrew Jackson. You know, mm -hmm. and they, and they, all the presidents shift that. But I mean, it just seems like it's just, it's just insensitive to leave it there or I don't know. Not cover it, maybe, or something. I mean, could you? Well, and and I, so so either it's deliberately staged, which is just hugely dickish, or like you said, he didn't know, which is Whoa. completely culturally and historically ignorant. And to have these people in there while they have a picture of Andrew Jackson in the background, knowing the history of the Trail of Tears yeah, and all that's that. That's what I say. I guarantee Trump doesn't even know about Andrew Jackson's mistreatment of Native American well, let's, tribes. Let's think about what we're saying here then. I mean, are, are, we're saying are that we, he's intelligent are, enough to do that. Are we trying to imply <laughs> that Donald Trump is on some level tone deaf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think he's even tone deaf. He there's the, there's no tone for him to yeah, hear. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I I definitely do and I think uh, every other native person uh, that knows who Andrew Jackson was believes the same thing. Uh, 
Mr. Trump has been in television enough and he knows the staging, he knows how and what people are going to see. And uh, I think it was a condescending racial slur that he delivered. And uh, unfortunately, at an inopportune time when uh, these um, uh, heroes were being honored, uh, it's uncalled for, totally uncalled for. And uh, he knew what he was doing. And um, you think he does know uh, the history of Andrew Jackson and the Trail of Tears? Pardon me? You think he, that President Trump does know the history of Andrew Jackson? <laughs> of course he knows Andrew Jackson. I think Andrew Jackson is one of his heroes. He is. Uh, he acts yeah. like him. He talks like him. He wants to be him uh, in modern day. But uh, uh, again, it was totally uncalled for in regards to um, mentioning Pocahontas uh, in this setting, mm. especially in the fact that it had nothing to do with this mm. gathering. This yeah. is all about honoring the co-talkers, and rightly so. Sonny, one more question. Please. I read that, that you said that you want Americans to know the proud history of Native Americans and their service to this country. And you say that the Native people of America have voluntarily served with honor by per capita in larger numbers than any other race in America. Mm -hmm. In every conflict in defense of this country, we did not stoop to claim spurs in our feet. Can you accept oh. that? I stand by yes. that statement. Uh, <laughs> our people have served bravely uh, and honorably in uh, just about every conflict that the United States has ever had, um, in numbers, in total numbers, including the code talkers. And, of course, the Navajo code talkers were not the only code talkers. We had other nations that were represented by code talkers. So, um, again, to, to slur uh, the history of the code talkers or, or any service person uh, is, is totally uncalled for. M Mr. And, uh, he knew exactly what he was doing. Mr. Begay, um, in our remaining seconds, what do you want from the president? Do you want an apology? Well, I would like for the president to... First, continue honoring the co talkers, our veterans, and he needs to stand by the armed forces, by our veterans, especially war heroes that really made a huge contribution uh, to this country, uh, to the freedom that we enjoy. And he needs to just put it in his mind, in his head, that these are American war heroes. And when you're in the midst of great heroes, you need to respect them and leave everything else aside and just honor them and thank them. And this is what we, that's who we are as Americans, is that we thank each other, especially in defense of freedom of this great, uh, of this great nation. And for Native Americans, this is our land. Every inch of it, every mountain, every stream, every water that is out there, it is ours. It's Native American country. That's why we will defend it all the way because mm -hmm. we have no other place to go. This America is Indian country. And, this, and so every non-Indian out there is a guest of Native Americans in this country. And that's how they should act. And if you're a guest in this nation, that's how you should act, especially mm -hmm. if when you're in the middle of in the midst of these war heroes. And so I ask the president to respect our people, to respect our heritage, to respect who we are as Native Americans, especially yeah. war heroes. Well, President good Russell Begay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck with that. But that's a great fucking point that, I mean, I guess I have had in the back of my mind anyway, but that I've never expressed openly or, or really thought about a whole lot is that, yeah, this is, Native American land. Band. That's why they would choose to defend serve it. and defend it. And 
in some ways, I kind of wish they were the ones that still were in control of the land. Mm-hmm. Well, they wouldn't be minimizing the size of national no, monuments no. and turning it over to fracking and oil drilling. And, and we assume they they won't allow foreign countries and, to put pipelines through the country. Or, yeah, you know, we assume. Well, well yeah, I th- I think because I think the way. I've always viewed a lot of the Native American tribes and even looking at the way they, they, they lived. It's, you know, if you're going to use the land, you got to be able to give back to it. You can't utilize the whole thing. You can't just strip all the resources barren because then it's fucked. Yeah. I mean, I think take what you need and I think some of that, I mean, but yeah, I'm no expert, right? But these are human beings, right? You know, and I think I think a lot of times we're, uh, you know, uh, overly romanticizing, um, you know, their mystical nature. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying it's mystical, but well, but I mean, you know what I'm they, saying? They, like they like they, you know, they they, you know, they would only, you know, use all of the buffalo and all that. Well, we're we we do know that they would run massive herds of buffalo off cliffs into big piles and take what they could and leave the rest of them to rot and stink. I mean, they were wasteful just the same. I mean, they're human beings, you know, they, 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 everybody likes excess. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to shit on native Americans, but what I'm saying is we're assuming a lot about it. I mean, if, if they were, if, if they were in control of big oil money, would they, would they, I mean, we, we've watched, how many different types of people from all different cultures and racial backgrounds and ethnicities just completely surrender any moral uh, fortitude they may have had to begin with for for money and gain? Why would these? Why would Native Americans be any different if they were in control of all of that? You th- you think that they wouldn't run a pipeline if it meant billions well, more? I'm I'm just not so sure because we've seen everybody else do that. You know. True, but I mean, at the same time- They're not the recipients of anything right now, so they do have an interest in protecting what they have. Yeah. And they could easily be like, hey, we're going to start- I mean, there's nothing that says they they couldn't drill their own land. Right. Uh, By the way, I'm also- for saving those prop those lands, I'm not for giving big oil any more money yeah. and running Native Americans off their land. I'm not for that. They, but I'm just saying, I I don't I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know how they would act if they were in total control. That's all. Yeah, I I mean, I, yeah, we don't know how they would act if they yeah. were in total control, but and we can see them, uh, you know, trying to stop the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline that would be running through their land. Yeah, in into yeah. the watershed areas that could which know, leak and pollute all. Of ironically, that and, was supposed to be so safe it leaked already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it already broke. Uh huh. So Donald Trump had written. Not even written. He didn't, he didn't write it. He doesn't fucking write anything. What the fuck am <laughs> I talking about? He doesn't even own a pencil. He, he had mentioned his his red line. Yeah. That if Mueller started in going into his financial history information, that's that, that would be a red line that, yeah. that he can't cross. Because he doesn't want Mueller to see all of his payments he's gotten from Russia. Mm-hmm. But Mueller did just that. And we've heard Donald Trump talk about Obama's red line. You know, the- Yeah. The- Obama drew this red line, excuse me, drew this line in the sand and the Saudi government crossed it and did whatever and Obama did nothing and blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess now we're going to see if Donald is all talk or not because Mueller has requested Donald Trump's financial information from Deutsche Bank. Now, I thought when I, you know, this whole thing originally started, 
I thought the whole purpose of a special counsel was they're independent. Like, yep. But the president can still fire an independent counsel that's investigating him. Apparently. How the fuck does that work? I don't know exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's a special counsel, so that, that way the government can't go, whoa, 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 um, you're getting too close to this. We need to get you the fuck out. <laughs> that was the whole point. Yeah, I don't, I don't, honestly, I have no idea how all of that shit works. Like, yeah, they should have privatized that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how they, I mean, like, who, who's the one who hires Mueller, and then why mm-hmm. does the president get to fire him if he yeah. doesn't like what he's doing? I, I don't fucking know. I, I thought I, I thought with being independent special counsel, it was like, hey, both sides agree. Okay, yeah, we'll let that guy do the independent counsel, and we don't get a say in what he looks at, or you know, if it's if it's in the scope of the investigation, he gets to do it. He's just doing his thing, and yep. we're going to go with the findings of the investigation. Yep. And yeah, I I do not know the internal workings of how that all goes. But uh, President Trump's banking information from Deutsche Bank has been turned over to Robert Mueller's investigation. This comes to us from com. It's very possible that Mueller will pursue Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump as a way to, pr- to apply pressure within Trump's family, as he famously did during the Enron investigation. Kushner is already publicly known mm-hmm. to be wrapped up in some problems involving his directions to Flynn during the transition, attempts to set up secret communication channels to the Kremlin, and inability to pass a security clearance for his position. He can't fucking what? pass the yeah. security clearance. Dude, I had to I had to go through all kinds of background checks oh, and yeah. a security clearance and list <laughs> every travel that I'd had outside yeah. the United States, every mm. relative who I have who's not a naturalized citizen or naturally born citizen or everybody that they've married, yeah, every, like, yeah. all of my financial information, everything. I had to give all of that when I was a contractor for the DOD in order to get my security clearance. Yep. He still doesn't have his fucking security clearance and he's in the White House and sitting in on secret <laughs> meetings yeah. and shit all the time. Which is bullshit. Yeah. How that the fuck bullshit. does that work? Yeah. Um, how, how, is, how is there no check and balance on that? Uh, apparently the president says it's okay, so it's okay. I don't yeah, know, man. I guess, I guess, yeah, but I mean, he's... But why Why even go through the motions of having him have to participate in a background check anyway, then? Like, if the if the president can just do whatever the fuck he wants... Yeah. Well, that, I guess, I guess it's since he's doing it, it's allowed? Or is it allowed, and they're just letting him fucking get away with it? I have no idea. Like... This Donald Trump has just completely rewritten the political landscape. It, yeah. Like it just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say or do. You can do whatever the fuck you want when you're president. I mean, you can't be. That's what he thinks. Yeah, and, and you're because, above the law. Yeah. Just like what you were saying earlier, he has no fucking idea what president means, and he's only ever been a dictator because that's what a person who runs a business is. Well, since posting this, one of Trump's lawyers has declared that Deutsche Bank has not received subpoena for financial records related to the president or his family. Update number two, uh, Handelsblatt Global Report. <laughs> Handelsblatt? I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure I'm it's probably some murdering the pronunciation of that. Uh, but they report that, quote, yet with Mr. Mueller's subpoena, Deutsche Bank has no choice but to hand over records associated with the Trump clan, <laughs> lest it be held in contempt of court. I think they should have spelled Klein with a K. (laughs) For the bank, it's a chance to move past its Trump troubles and away from protracted political battles. It should come as little surprise then that some in Deutsche Bank's executive suite actually wanted the special counsel to serve them. They certainly saw it coming. Observers had been speculating since the summer 
that Mr. Mueller would eventually call on Deutsche Bank. Yeah. Because they probably had a file and a dossier all ready to go. Like, here you go. Yeah. Just getting it all ready. We're going to be here. We've got the information when oh, you want it. And by the way, we highlighted the parts with Russia. <laughs> they're, in, they're in bright yellow highlighter. All of the uh, Kremlin links are bold and highlighted. Yes. Yeah. And then ready for you to uh, crucify him with. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. I don't want to just, like, bash on Christianity, because it's all religion that I don't get. But I just, it's, Christianity is what I'm confronted with. It's what I know. I'm trying to read up more. been reading up on Islam a little bit. Don't know a lot about it. Uh, I know what people tell me, which I don't know if it's true or not, but people say that if a Muslim man dies for his cause in the afterlife, he gets 70 virgins. And that sounds awesome to me. Uh, <laughs> although they don't really say what kind of virgins, right? We don't know that it's 70 hot 19-year-old chicks. For all we know, it could be 70 socially awkward 40-year-old dudes, right? <laughs> it's like, hi, buddy, how you doing? My name's John, uh... My partner, Phil, we're going to be your first two virgins today. Uh, <laughs> you want to play World of Warcraft? <laughs> How pissed would you be if you showed up to the afterlife and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on a second, wait, 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 I just strapped a bomb to my chest. I walked into a kosher McDonald's in downtown Jerusalem. I killed over a hundred people, liberal Jews, NYU grad students, and a handful of Beverly Hills orthodontists on a pilgrimage. And this is my reward? 69 fat guys and a baby? This is bullshit. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. Well, P-Robes doesn't understand, apparently, how the world works. How's oh. allegations of sexual harassment work? Why women would be coming forward telling their stories about it? Uh, that, you know, you don't have to have clear, like, how would you ever prove definitively that you were raped? I mean, unless it was like on videotape, somebody wrote out a confession, like, what kind of proof do you need for that kind of thing? Let alone just... Well, there could be physical evidence. Well, sure, but yeah, I mean, but not, let alone like... Well, but then there would be physical evidence of like, of sex or, or whatever, right? But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily that it was rape, that it was non-consensual. Right, right. So, yeah, we've got a clip here from him that just kind of floored me. And I think just looking at the woman's expression to whom Pat Robertson is speaking, I think she's a little floored by what he says as well. Is going to stop Years this. ago, we had a makeup lady working here at CBN, and she had previously worked on a show called Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, Hawaii Five-0. The old version. Yeah, the old version. And she said we were expected as staff members to provide, quote, sexual favors to guests who came on the show. You're kidding me. Yeah, and they said that was standard stuff. They, they were expected to do that. And I, I'm afraid that there were so many young starlets who this was standard stuff, that they were expected to give sexual favors 
two high-powered executives in Hollywood. I mean, that, that was standard stuff. Now it's looked on as shocking, but folks. No, it was shocking back then yeah. too, but it was just something that happened. I mean, it was, it, everybody was doing it and women didn't feel that they had any means to bring this to light or, or to have the people who were doing it punished or, or at least looked at as, you know, their behavior as being wrong and harmful and bad because it had just been going on for so long, right? Like saying that, oh, well, you know, it, it just, it's just a thing that happens. That was the case, yeah, but must not have been. It doesn't a, mean that it's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this is this is why you know we're trying to make America great again. You know, back back when <laughs> no, but I mean back when things just happened and nobody got to say anything because that's just the way things are, and uh, you don't you don't give power to the voices of uh, people who aren't Pat Robertsons, right? Yeah, they're they're all minimized and in the background because. The, the the men have control of things. Just sit down and be quiet. Mm -hmm. It's been happening a long time, and nobody said anything about it. And now they're finally wising up. But I just hate to see some of these men's careers. I mean, guys like Charlie Rose, these are terrific people. And I, I hate to Terrific people who happen to be fucking serial sexual harassers. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing it says about Catholic priests. So do you... <laughs> expect anything less see it happen it it's it is shocking and um you know you hope that the allegations aren't as severe as being yeah. reported we don't know the facts yet we we don't know if this is just one woman's account versus matt lauer um we don't know but you know we just these guys don't have a trial either they, they, they don't have the rules of evidence to force these accusers to come forward with uh uh, you know, the preponderance of evidence is what you'd get in a trial. You We're not talking Whoa. about a court case here. We're talking about women coming forward who in every single one of these fucking cases, you've got a, sex a serial sexual harasser and women coming forward and telling their stories and they all have basically the same yeah. fucking story. And a lot of these women aren't even afforded a day in court because the uh, the time has elapsed. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, I mean, they, they didn't say anything at the time because it would have ruined their career. Yeah. And then this person would have just kept doing whatever the fuck they were doing anyway. So it wouldn't have made a difference back then. Thankfully, now women are able to, to speak out and there are real consequences for these people that yeah. have been doing this for so long. What fucking A, awesome. That's great. Yeah. It sucks that they had to wait this long and go through all of this before any of that could happen, but it's, fucking fantastic that these guys are being weeded out now. Mm -hmm. you don't have that now so uh, these people's uh, careers are being ruined and we just hope and pray that the women are telling the truth but this me too thing let me get in and do it you got roy moore down in alabama he said i didn't do any of it well that's his statement yeah, and, and he's a, fucking lying about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a shitload of evidence against Roy Moore in his case. Yeah, well, and like I said, the, these women that are coming forward all have very similar stories. Yeah. They're not connected to each other in any way at all. Collusion. The majority <laughs> <Conspiracy>. of them- <laughs> The majority of them are lifelong Republicans. It's not yeah. a political witch hunt that they're on after him about. It's women who have no ties to each other yet have very similar stories about when they were 
you know, in similar age ranges, yeah. put into similar circumstances, and all describing basically the same behavior from Roy Moore from one from one woman to the next. I mean, he was kicked out of a fucking mall because of his behavior. They've got him signing high school yearbooks of these fucking girls mm-hmm. that he fucked up. Yeah, and it's not yeah. like these women have any that th- they've gained anything no. from this. They get death threats. They get shit yeah. on by people. Uh, who are in support of Roy Moore, that they're, they, they're just lying about it. But they want to point out like, hey, this isn't a good guy. Right. This is a bad guy. He should not be in this position. Yeah. And they've got these people who are claiming he did. He said, I didn't. So, you know. Well, in a case like, you know, Harvey Weinstein or somebody oh, like that, where, you know, where that you, was, where you, so you blatant. have oh, so many women you can't even he's count He's on the left. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. you know, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, anyhow. Uh, that's, I'm sorry. Well, let's go away from that. So with Harvey Weinstein, it's so, it's so blatant. Yes. But, but what we're talking about is the same kinds of evidence against Roy Moore. That's against Roy Moore, except Roy Moore said he didn't do it. And, and, and there's no trial for Harvey Weinstein, no preponderance of evidence, whatever Robertson thinks that means. So it's nothing more than a political double standard yeah it is a double standard yeah total double standard they don't they don't give a fuck as long as that person is playing for their team yeah i mean even it's amazing to watch that like it's amazing to watch that happen like you know that that they complained about obama golfing too much yeah trump's tripling trump, <laughs> yeah. trump is tripling that and not a mention of it or they, they complained about executive orders trump is yep. doubling that they don't mention that or, they, they, or Obama's they, trips to Hawaii and how much that was costing the government. Right. And no mention of Mar-a-Lago. Right? Yeah. They, 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 they spent 30 years, 40 years hating Russia. Now they yeah. don't care that Russia undermined our democracy and threw our election. They don't but mind. It, they don't care. It's, it's fake news. Yeah. They don't, they don't mind any of that. I mean, just the, the hypocrisy is, is, I mean, it, it's beyond astounding at this point. I mean, it clearly is just, it's dogma is, is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not politics. It's fucking dogma. Yeah. And it's, if, if our guy says it or does it, it's good. That means it's good. It's, it's divine command theory in politics. If they say, if they say it or do it, it's good. If the and, left says it or does it, it's bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's the same thing. It just matters who's doing it or who's saying it. And with their new tax plan and still no budget, they cannot call themselves fiscally responsible. No, they, fuck they, no. They haven't been since Reagan, since no. before Reagan. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say not since Reagan, but before Reagan for sure. Reagan, Reagan fucking blew the deficit way out of whack. Mm-hmm. He, he initially cut taxes, then had to raise taxes. What seven fucking times? He kicked it while off. he was in office. Yeah, he kicked off all this. But then the problem is that the Republicans that come behind him are inflating the deficit like he did. But they're not trying to go back and fix it by up by increasing taxes. They're just letting the deficit go. Yeah. Yeah. And then a and then a Democrat comes in and says, Well, hey, let's pay our bills while we're going along here. And then everyone goes, I'm not gonna fucking vote for someone who's gonna raise my taxes. Well, the, okay, then all we're gonna do is just keep putting this off and increase and inflating that de- that deficit. Well, yeah, because the Republicans what they're doing is starving the beast. So they cut taxes so that we don't have the funds to pay for these these welfare programs mm-hmm. and then they go, oh, well, we just don't have the money to pay for it. You know, they're just sucking America dry. Well, they're not. It's just that you just keep cutting taxes to the point where we can't have an effective government who provides a social safety net for those who need it here. Yeah. 
and that fucking sucks for people at the lower end of the economic scale. I don't, I, I, I've said it before that I would gladly pay more in taxes if it meant that I somebody more. somebody with with less money would yeah. would be able to have health insurance that they would be able to have you know, some kind of income if they lost their job, that they would be able to have food assistance when their job working at fucking Walmart doesn't mm-hmm. pay them enough to pay for their bills. Yeah, well, they I came would in gladly afford- pay more in taxes for that. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up when you came and afford the fucking food that you're stocking on a shelf. Yeah. 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 The, the employees at Walmart overwhelmingly uh, have, have take more out of the social safety net yeah. than- mm-hmm. Than any, and, and than a lot of other places. Yeah, for sure. They're they're the biggest users of welfare. Yeah, Walmart. Well, on that depressing note, are we done? <laughs> yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for this evening. I'd say Walmart's second behind churches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I certainly don't want my money going to churches either. So no. I would I would much rather that there be some competent, experienced, compassionate people in office who are going to take my money from me and spend it effectively to help others who are less fortunate. Oh, less fortunate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now you got two avenues, military or 1%. Where do you want your money to go? Yeah. 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 It goes to the more fortunate all the time. Yeah. They, yeah. They just keep giving money to the people who don't need it. They, they call this thing fucking trickle down economics, but it's not. It's trickle up because yeah, they yeah. just keep giving the tax breaks to these wealthy people who yeah. don't fucking need it anyway. And if you ask them, if we give you a tax break, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to reinvest that money into your business? Are you going to increase the wages for your workers? Are you going to provide them with better benefits, better, better care? No, I'm going to, nope. I'm going to well, buy back some stocks. I'm going to. Uh, you know, I'm going to dump it in my offshore account yeah, and not pay taxes on it right? and have it sit there. And hopefully we can get rid of the estate tax so I can pass it to my kids without paying any taxes on it. Then one of the senators did try to put that in the bill to where if so, whatever you're the new tax breaks you get, you have to invest uh, a certain percentage of that back into your employees and the infrastructure and raise wages of your employees, especially if you and the Republicans voted against every voted single against one that. of them. Vote, voted against. Yeah, I think it was it was with these tax plans. If if the CEOs of the company take money, they have to equally give money to the employees. And they said, "No, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to yeah. put that in there. They can keep all the money." Yeah. yeah. And yet, and that they still think that trickle down economics works. When the guy who initially came up with that whole theory has since disavowed it and mm-hmm. said, "No, yeah. I was fucking wrong. That's it, a stupid way to it do doesn't things. Fucking work. I was completely wrong." And Republicans have ran with this for so long, mm-hmm. and he keeps trying to bring attention to this, and nobody's listening. Yeah. And it's funny when when you when you create a system that robs from the poor to give to the rich. That's trickle down. That's that's giving it to the job creators. That's that's right, expansion. Yeah, yeah. If you take it from the rich to give to the poor, that's what that's, that's wealth redistribution. Yeah, that's yeah. communism. That's socialism. That's no, no. I mean, it's wealth redistribution either way. Yeah, and it's just that <laughs> the ones that make the laws want the money in their pockets. Yeah, they don't. They they don't want to give up the advantage they have. Of course. Once again, you can only eat so many cheeseburgers. <laughs> I can ask cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that will wrap it up for us this evening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Michelle Short, Christy Kalbach, Camille Boroski, Numania, Alan Firth, Gatheist, Larry Wilson, Marius Kotbutrakowski, Dr. Dan Matz Boss from the 2SC podcast to whom we pledge loyalty, Janet Uter, 
Let them eat Kofefi, who pointed out the error that I made in the last Ooh. episode solo. That I fucked up the goddamned editing because <laughs> Audacity changed their interface and the way they do shit. And I was in a hurry. It's totally my fault. But thank you very much for pointing that out to me right away. Uh, Steven Andrus, Utah Outcasts, Tim Jacobson, Matt Tuller, Rob Otto, Megan Kennedy, Andrew Vodapich, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Wes Aaron. Purple Dragon and Taylor Grin. Thank you all very, very, yes. very, Thank very much. Thank you so much. We love every single one of you. And so until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. Oh, that was sexy. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I, so I, didn't, weird. I didn't think it was sexy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect, I don't have pity for you black niggas. That's the way I feel. Screaming black lives matter or the black guys rather be dead beats than pay your bills. Yelling nigga this and nigga that. Call everybody nigga and get a nigga mad. As soon as I say nigga, then everyone react. Want to swing at me and call me racist because I ain't black. We'll pound that then. Talking about slavery like you was around back then. Like you was picking cotton off the fucking ground back then. Like you was on the plantation getting down back then. All right. Look. I see a black man aiming his gun, but I'd rather see a black man claiming his son. And I don't mean just for one day and you done, I mean, you still trapped in a rut. And I work my ass off and pay my taxes for what? So you can keep living on free government assistance, food stands for your children, but you still trying to sell them for some weed and some liquor or a fucking babysitter while you party on the road because you ain't got no fucking goals? You already late. You motherfuckers need to get your damn priorities straight. Wait, it's like you're proud to be fake, but you lazy as fuck. And you rather sell drugs and get a job and be straight And then you turn around and complain about the poverty rate Fuck out of my face You can't escape problems You can pray for some change but can't break a dollar Got nobody else to blame so you blame Donald They fuck the world with a make America great condom My voice been back I'm not racist, my sister's boyfriend's black I'm not racist My sister-in-law's baby cousin Tracy Got a brother and his girlfriend's black My head's in the cloud Heard it's not enough jobs for all the men in your house Maybe we should build a wall to keep the Mexicans out. Or maybe we should send them all to the ghetto for now. I'm not racist. And I never lie, but I think there's a disconnect between your culture and mine. I worship the Einsteins, study the Steve Jobs, but you ride Tupac's dick like he was a fucking god. Oh, my God. And all you care about is rapping and stunting and being ratchet. And that's the nigga within you. Music right in your brain and slowly start to convince you. Then you let your kids listen and then the cycle continues. Blame it all on the menu. Blame it on those drinks. Blame it on everybody except for your own race. Blame it on white privileges. Blame it on white kids and just blame it on white citizens. Aim it the vice president. <coughs> Watch your class clowns. Niggas kneeling on the field. That's a flag down. How dare you try to make demands for this money. You gonna show us some respect. You gonna stand for this country, nigga. I'm not racist. I'm just prepared for this type of war. I heard Eminem's rap at the awards. Who's he fighting for? Y'all can take that motherfucker too. He ain't white no more. It's like you want to be so famous. You'll do anything for attention and a little payment. I can't take you nowhere without people pointing fingers. Pants hanging off your ass. You ain't got no home training. Put your fucking pants up, nigga. Put that suit back on. Take that do-rag off. Take that goat out your mouth. Quit the pitiful stuff. And then maybe police will stop killing you fucks. You what the fuck? I'm not racist. It's like we're living in the same building but splitting the two floors. I'm not racist. But there's two sides of every story. I wish that I knew yours. I wish that I knew yours.
not racist. I swear. With all disrespect, I don't really like you, white motherfuckers. That's just where I'm at. Screaming, all lives matter is a protest to my protest. What kind of shit is that? And that's one war you'll never win. The power in the word nigga is a different sin. We shouldn't say it, but we do, and that's just what it is. But that don't mean that you can say it just because you got nigga friends. Nigga. That word was originated for you to keep us under. And when we use it, we know that's just how we greet each other. And when you use it, we know there's a double meaning under. And even if I wasn't picking cotton physically, that don't mean I'm not infected by the history. My grandmama was a slave, that shit gets to me, and you ain't got no motherfucking sympathy, you pussy nigga. I'm sorry, you can never fail my life. Trying to have faith, but I never fell alright. It's hard to elevate when this country's ran by whites, judging me by my skin color and my blackness. Trying to find a job, and ain't nobody call me back yet. Now I gotta sell drugs and put food in my cabinet. You crackers ain't slick, this is all a part of your tactics. Don't talk about no motherfucking taxes. When I ain't making no dough You think you know everything but you don't You wanna copy our slang and everything that we know Try to steal black culture and make it your own Whoa Fuck, I'm exhausted I can't even drive without the cops trying to start shit I'm tired of this systematic racism bullshit All you do is false shit This the shit that I'm false with And you don't know shit about my people That's what bothers you You don't know about no fried chicken or no barbecue You don't know about the two-step or no loose change You don't know about no two chains or no Kool-Aid You don't know And even though Barack was half as black you hated President Obama, I know that's a fact You can't wait to get him out and put a cracker back And then you gave us Donald Trump and I was paid back for that I'm not racist I never lied, but I noticed a disconnect between your culture and mine Yeah, I praised Tupac like he was a fucking god He was fighting for his life way before he fucking died Nigga, die, nigga And all you care about is money and power and being ugly And that's the cracker within you Hatred all in your brain and slowly start to convince you Then you teach it to your children until the cycle continue Blame it on Puerto Rico, blame it on OJ Blame it on everybody except for your own race Blame it on black niggas and blame it on black citizens Aim at the black businesses, I ain't saying I'm innocent, but I might be any day now, treating everybody how you want in any way how. I swear North Korea about to bomb us any day now. And now I'm ducking every time I hear a fucking plane now. Shit. You know I make a lot of sense, but you just can't admit it. When Eminem went against Trump, that was the illest. Cause even though he's white, he let us know he's standing with us. I'm not racist, but I cry a lot. You don't know what it's like to be in a frying pot. You don't know what it's like to mind your business and get stopped by the cops. And I know if you about to die or not. You worry about your life, so you take mine. I love you, but I fucking hate you at the same time. I wish we could trade shoes or we could change lives so we can understand each other more, but that'll take time. I'm not racist. It's like we living in the same building but splitting to both sides. I'm not racist. But there's two sides of every story, and now you know mine. Can't erase the scars with a bandage. I'm hoping maybe we can come to an understanding. Agree to disagree, you can have an understanding. I'm not racist. Shit, I don't know if I'm recording this. Why not? That's been going. Is it? Yeah. It stopped. It was. There was orange happening. That was moving on the bottom. Where it did stopped. it go? It stopped moving. I just don't know if it's actually recording anything. Neither do I now. Shit.
I'm just sending it to our chat. To our chat. To the chat. Mon chat. They're like, yeah, if you don't feel anything when watching this, you're just fucking have no empathy at all. I'm like, I think they're correct. And it's rap, so I'm matter like it. I don't like all rap. I thought this, if I liked it, I bet you probably, a decent chance you might like it. Uh, I don't trust your taste in hip-hop, to be honest. Well, I don't trust your, <laughs> your, your, your taste in hats. 